Welcome to The Risk Report. This is episode number 76, and today I am joined by a very special friend of mine. She is a dog trainer and also a very talented artist, the lovely Savannah Lammers. Thank you so much. Wow, now <laughs> Thank that the you. mic is on. <laughs> Thank you for uh, making the drive and coming up. Of course. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, how's everything? What's new? It's been like, it's got to be two years. Uh, yeah, at least. I mean, the pandemic put like a portal, I feel like, between the last time I saw a lot of people till now. Um, but yeah, a lot has happened in that time. I feel like business picked up for me personally. I know a lot of people where it really actually did help them more than hurt them at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Um, but I've just been training dogs and painting in my garage. That's yeah. <laughs> literally it. That's a great life. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing what you love. Absolutely. I was never someone who could do anything outside of what I liked to do. You know, I know friends and people that get up and go to work and, you know, some people love their jobs, so they're good with it. But I was that person that lasted three to nine months at a job. Yeah. And I was out. Yeah. Most people are right. Most people go through so many jobs. And then they'd find that one job and they kind of stick to the routine. But that is something that <clears throat> I think that's what we're here to do, you know, is yeah. follow your fucking dream. You find out what you're good at and yeah. you do it. Absolutely. And it, at the same time, it finds you. It's just about you getting it done. Putting yourself out there mm -hmm. to find it too. And practicing it and yeah. devoting yourself to your craft. Because that, yeah. te I mean, teaching dogs, that's a craft. That's a, to me, that's a spiritual craft. Yeah. And that's why I really kind of wanted you on here. You okay, know? cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's funny because when I went to dog training school and I, I had to pay a lot of money for of dog course. training school and everyone, my family, you know, my mom supported me, but with doubts, you know, like she's always a supportive mom, but she's like, honey, like you're going to make money being a dog trainer. And I was like, I, I'm not really overly thinking about the money. Like all I care about is dogs just learning down. this skill yeah right and now i'm really successful at this point it's been five years since i went to school and i make good money mm -hmm. and i love it i love what i do i've got you know puppies at the house right now i get to go home and work is just training them for a little yeah. bit and we get to hang out take a nap get up again go work yeah. again <laughs> and it's a necessity like people are fucking getting dogs all the damn time. Yeah, it's, and, you know, with the pandemic, it's almost tripled. You know, people wow. get dogs for their dogs. You see all these, you know, and, I know. Dude. It's, to an extent, it's, it's like. It's almost like you got to train. I, I got to ask this. Is a large part of it, You obviously you train the dog, is a large part of it too training the owner? 90%. To know how to fucking. 90% is You know, raise an animal? Yeah. Like, almost 100% because. 
you know, my first sessions, the clients are so worried about the dog. And I'm like, it's not about the dog right now. It, it's, it's about you. It's about how you're handling yourself. And it's about, you know, really diving into the psychology of canine behavior and pulling yourself out of that human aspect, which is the only comparison that we have as humans. You know, there's so many people out there that are dog people and you can't see me doing my quotations, but dog Mm -hmm. people, but they're not really dog people because, and it's not their fault. It's just, they're not educated in the way that, you know, they need to be professionally and you can go online and YouTube anything under the sun and it's going to pop up. So whatever belief you have, you're going to find. And I think that's one of the trickier things is, you know, people have such a belief system and I almost said vine TikTok. (laughs) That's how it started. Yeah. Vine. Um, With all those cutesy dog videos, you know, and stuff. And I look at those and I'm like, that dog is stressed the hell out Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And people just don't see that. No. So being able to kind of let people tune into their animal more and, really speak their language rather than having them try to speak English. Right. Yeah. People, well, you know, a lot of people are just self-driven, just selfish, self-driven and might be imply something else, but selfish in a, in nature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at it from that standpoint and not feeling out what's what the dog is really showing. Yeah. A lot of ego, ego things out there too yeah i think a lot of people view it as just a commodity a commodity of owning an animal oh it's so cute you know but that's a fucking animal it's that's intelligent and has a soul you know yeah it's its own thing and you gotta be responsible enough to raise raise it right and give it a a good future you know a good life well it's like you know Going off of that, it's like if you get a border collie, we genetically bred border collies to do what? To herd sheep. Herd sheep. So when we are not allowing them or giving them the activities that are what they were born to do, it's not only doing the dog a disservice, but it's doing the owner a disservice Mm -hmm. because now there's no communication in the house at all. And it's just chaos. Why is my dog doing backflips in my fucking living room? (laughs) You know, they're freaking out. They think they got a broken dog when that's really what it what it does. What it's meant to do. It's like My, you being an artist yeah. and they put you in, you know, McDonald's and said, make burgers the rest of your life. And it's yeah. like, that's not what you were born to do. Yeah. Yeah. They catch me like fucking drawing little <laughs> little things on their, uh, on their, uh, <laughs> on their buns. Yeah. On the buns, like fucking SpongeBob or something. Um, yeah, my friend, she, I, I really want, eventually, I really wanted to get um, a dog, and I, I was thinking of a cane corso, right? But that's not for the future, okay. is my goal, okay. right? Why the breed? I don't know. Just something about that dog is, is like calling me, you know? Okay. okay. And, um, well, sure enough, my friend Crystal, she's, she just got a dog, uh, this black German Shepherd. And um, her friend breeds King Corsos, and they just have puppies. Yeah. Recent letter? Recent letter. Like, they're ready probably, I think, around now, around Valentine's Day, she said. And uh, obviously the thought, but 
I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. This thing gets so big, it needs a fucking nine-to-five job. It's meant to, like, herd cattle and hunt game and shit. Like, I can't give that dog a great fucking life or the life that he's, like, supposed to have or could have, right? Yeah, I mean, what I tell people, I'm like, if you can always, if your lifestyle is a certain way, like, let's say you have, like, one of those gyms that isn't, like, LA Fitness, like, one of those outdoor gyms that you can bring your dog to, Kane Corso, I would put that, I would almost set up with that bitch in a harness and have him do weight pull. Literally. Because that's going to work him out and he gets to do something and he's not driven crazy. And that's like a fun activity. Like I always see, you know, Corsos and Pits and Roddies and I'm like, there's so many activities that people don't think of to do of with their dogs, like weight pull, where they love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Put them in a harness and let them pull. Yeah. It's like, again, what they were bred to do. That's crazy. Yeah, things like that is is great to know when owning a breed that demands so much, you know. And yeah. that's what stopped me from getting any pet, really. You know, I've thought about really getting a cat here. Yeah. And I'm still on the fence about it. Okay. Because all my pets, they found me, you know. I had that kind of thing with it where I never adopted uh, an animal. I never okay. have never done it. They just found me. And so I'm kind of holding out for that. You know what's funny is like that's how I got my dog that I have now. It's how I had my dog who passed away, Bindi, before. And that's how I have my cat. Yeah. As they all kind of appeared to me. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm taking you on. Um, and I, too, am at the stage in my life where I'm now looking. And it's been, I've been looking for like a year. And I think it's hard for people like us who are, you know, more in touch with ourselves. And I think it's also kind of a lesson, like spiritually, like, not everything is going to get dropped off to you. You know, sometimes you have to be ready and you just have to take the leap. And even though the dog might, you know, do some stuff to your house, uh, I believe like the lessons we learn throughout that journey are almost as important as like having that companion at the end of the yeah. day. Oh, it makes every everything worth it, you know? Yeah, we, that, we that don't have throw kids. up on the fucking rug. <laughs> makes it worth it you know yeah and the nice thing is what i try to like i have right now i have two 10 week old puppies at my house and you know i get the rotation where i have puppies at my house and my house is not dirty my house is not i mean there's toys everywhere but Mm -hmm. when you have that guidance it's not as hard and it's not as painful as people think it is or how you know people say it is they're like oh puppy stage for eight months like good luck with that when you're educated and you have that guidance, it's like a couple weeks of like yeah. getting through it because you're creating that communication. It's like, I always think about it. Like if I were dropped off in a foreign country and their body language was different and their vocals were different, and I understood nothing that we were, they were saying, like how anxious would I be in that situation? I wouldn't know how to do anything. So when we put our dogs in our homes and we expect them to learn our behaviors and our languages, I think it's not fair. It's almost cruel Mm -hmm. to the dog. And that's when we get, you know, the fear aggression or the destructive behavior because that dog does not know what to do with itself. Yeah. Um, So being able to help my clients like create that line of communication with their dogs is like what I do it for. Um, It's for them, but it's for the dogs Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Of course. So how did you get into it initially? You you searched it out and you took the class, but was there so, any certain like instance that 
made you take that leap? It's funny. Like I always thought I had control of my life, but looking back, it's always, I feel like the pieces were laid for me and I just kind of picked them up. Like, I don't really think I did much at all. Um, I was a vet tech for a few years. I think you remember that when I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I decided I wanted to move hospitals. Um, because the one I was at was just, it was time, you know, uh, techs are known to kind of occasionally hop around or stay forever. And it was just, I'd been there for a few years and I wanted to, you know, look somewhere else. And as I was looking for another like tech position, um, I came across online a, like an ad for like a dog trainer. I was like, I remember back in the day when I used to like train my, try to train my family's dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. as a kid to like do things. And I was like, I like really think I would be into that. Um, I've also, as a vet tech, it was, I realized once I was out how draining it was for me on my soul. Like that is not for the week. And you're just seeing animals die every day, every yeah, single you're just day. Putting down fucking animals, dude. People pulling in with their cars. And it's long hours. Oh yeah. Like nine to 12 hours. It's, it's insane with like making like 80 bucks a day. Oh, it's, it's, I, I love my texts and every, like, I try to bring like food into my texts because I still call them my texts. Mm-hmm. I go into the vets that I have a relation you probably with. probably brought a business. You probably ended up yeah. making a fucking business out of it. Yeah. That's, and that's the beautiful thing about taking that leap and knowing your skills and working on your craft until it does just happen, you know? That was the nice thing when I went to, so I basically sent a video, he, Lorenzo, who was my uh, master trainer back um, back then, he asked me to send a video of me and my dog Lydia doing work before I was like while I was a vet tech. And I've always, you know, always had my dogs in line. Like Lydia mm-hmm. was trained not to yeah, the point great. that she is now, but, you know, I want I was always embarrassed when dogs enough. acted out. So I was like, enough, I'm enough to like because so many people just let their dogs do whatever so chaotic i see at least like one fight a week and i right before it happens i'm like here we go three two (laughs) i'm like oh that could have been avoided um but i you know i went to dog training school in ohio for two months and it was the most intense one of the most intense things i've ever done in my life you know the things i had to witness the things i had to do you know he specializes in behavior modification so not the nice dogs, right? The mean mm-hmm. dogs, the dogs that are about to get put down, the dogs that have bit a bunch of people, the, the bad dogs at the end of the day. Um, so I was trained like in the fire, basically. So once I got out of the fire, like the other dogs became easy for me. So easy. You know, I'm like, okay, hyperactive, so happy-go-lucky. You know? So much more agreeable. And now I will still, you know, train those specific dogs, but there's a price on that because oh, yeah. the risk and – Ooh, I'm laying on ice for days after I work those dogs. Yeah, they're going to fucking bite you. Yeah, and I'm not going to let that happen. I'd rather pull my back than get yeah. bit at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I've been – I got bit by a pit bull once, but I had, like, two layers of jeans on, and my jeans protected me from getting, like, puncture wounds. But it literally looked like a shark had, like, latched onto my leg. Ooh, that taught me a big lesson that day. Um, I'm just grateful that all my lessons have been, well, I broke my, I broke my hand at one point when I was training with a bite. Yeah. Um, so 
I definitely went through it. But mm -hmm. let me tell you, after everyone, so it's just like with the dogs, after every one of those, you know, physical experiences, I learned more than I would have learned in a whole year of not having those experiences. Yeah. So going back, I wouldn't change it, even no, though my no. hand hurts here and there. <laughs> um, but, and like, same thing with dogs, you know, dogs are physical creatures. And mm -hmm. when we don't respect them in that sense, yeah. then we're never going to be able to understand them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I would imagine that's what you have to go through sometimes with certain dogs. They're, absolutely. They're just. And the dogs you think are the sweethearts are the ones that's that the only are. the way you'll break through in some sort of way. With yeah. Them, and know? that's how they communicate with each other. Like when you, when they're a bunch of puppies and they're hanging out and they're biting each other, they're yelping, they're squealing, mm -hmm. they're running. You know, we see that and we're like, oh, okay, it's dogs being dogs. But then mm -hmm. the second you correct a dog as a human, it's, oh my God don't do yeah. that to bimbo it's like yeah. okay all right yeah it's like just so people are just too soft and they let these fucking animals walk all over them at the end of the day and it's and funny it's like because you gotta establish the respect you do you, know? you do because otherwise you will never have it and the dog's gonna be stressed out because i promise you 95 percent of that time that dog doesn't want to be in charge He's no. just doing it because he they, thinks you're weak. They're so that's how intelligent dogs are. Is that mm -hmm. even if you are not communicating with them well, they're so smart they will follow you around and learn from your behavior to mm -hmm. modify. You know Their how behavior. I could live. Yeah, yeah and, around you. But and, they they they're loyal. They protect. That's what they're there for. You mm -hmm. know? Well, here's the thing: they're loyal and they're protective. But you get so much more of that after you bond with them on their yes. level, right? A lot of the time, people think they're like, "Oh yeah, my dog would definitely protect me." Uh, a lot of dogs would jump in another car with would, another person and just dip out and eh? dip oh, out, or just happy go lucky. It's like even if the dog's like that tough dog, I promise you, when when the heat gets there, they're gonna back off because mm. they're not they're not confident enough in you backing them up. Mm. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of dog psychology that people just don't think about. Wow. Um, just like their necks are the strongest part of their body. You know, you see those videos of dogs like jumping yeah. up yeah. and you know, Kaya yeah. Yeah. jumping up and grabbing and swinging. Oh yeah. As a human, we can't do that. Our necks would snap in half. <laughs> so we literally, our teeth would stay. Would, in the fucking yeah, <laughs> our whole jaw rips out. It's like, um, what's that show? I just watched Titans attack on Titan, whole jaw rips off. Um, <laughs> but, and we, I feel like as humans, our ego tells us that we're we're big and strong and we're really not. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of put that on our dogs and we don't see them for what they are, which yeah. is really strong and capable creatures, mm -hmm. um, no matter what breed they are. Yeah, the little ones are yeah. a little bit weaker, but let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, they got that Napoleon, nails too. The Napoleon mm -hmm. complex, you know, so they'll, they'll at least put up a big bark and a nice little... Nice yeah. Job. How many videos are there of little dogs saving babies or other, you know, and the sad and part stuff, is it's you know? totally feasible. Mm -hmm. Um, my master trainer uh trained, I think it was like six Yorkies to act like piranhas. So like go off one by one. The capability of dogs Whoa. is so Whoa. far. Yeah. Where'd this uh, little uh legion go uh, so to? Did this did this little It was a client Yorkie... who wanted a protection dog for their young daughter, but didn't want it to be a scary dog. That's hilarious. And so he said, all right, let's do like yeah. pack a problem. Well, they're terriers, deal. right? So terriers were bred to hunt little things and Absolutely. protect probably domestic yeah. you know, 
Yeah. Fun fact, poodles are hunting dogs. Oh, yeah. They're fucking huge. People don't know that they're hunting dogs. Because they got them. They said, damn, they got good hair on them. Let's fucking do them up. <laughs> That's what happened. They got, they got, humans get too into the vanity, you know? They do. They do. And honestly, I hate to say it, but, you know, a lot of the times it's the men that don't want to admit they need help with their dog. Hmm. It's a lot of the time it's the men who allow their dogs to do things because their ego doesn't want right. to correct it. That would be for the men. For the women, I, I mean, from my observation, they're like too scared mm-hmm. to, to do things. Yes. So they're, they're definitely open for the help, but they're not confident in themselves to be the pack leader. Exactly. You know, which that's is what why I see with the, with the women. It's so nice when I work with those women because all they want is guidance. Mm-hmm. And then they come out strong. Their mama bear yeah. comes out. It yeah. does. Yeah. And then most of the times it's the guy that's like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. What if he doesn't love me? And then I'm like, I see so much trauma in so many of my clients. Mm-hmm. Like I can see like abandonment issues. I can right. see like all these different trauma points pop up via how they're acting with their dog. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So a lot of it really is to the people listening. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you motherfuckers. It's all you. It's not your dog. You got to, you know. And the help is out there. You yeah. know, the help is out there. Uh, yeah. You can, you can treat, train your dog all day, every day. It's not going to do too much, but let them know what you want. But you're not going to get any respect mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You have to go take it the extra mile to really, you know, create that bond with your dog mm-hmm. again. Um, my dogs do some really awesome things. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about a dog too. I, I'm definitely thinking about a pet. Yeah. Again, I'd like to just have it pop into my life in some way. But... A dog, the only thing that's stopping me from a dog is my work hours. It's because I know they'd want, I I should probably walk them during the day. You know, I'm going to be gone from seven in the morning. We'll be back till like four. We could train that dog. You'd take him to school. Yeah. Could I do that? Mm-hmm. Shit. Then I'd get that big ass dog, you know, because mm-hmm. that'd be, I would take him everywhere. I'd take him to the skate yeah. park. I'd take him to the bar. Well, and that's like the, <laughs> take him everywhere. the biggest thing. And like what I think a lot of trainers who, you know, professional trainers, I don't want to say there's a lot of trainers out there, but a lot of professional trainers and a lot of my colleagues, like our biggest goal is to give people that lifestyle and to teach them how to have that lifestyle safely. A lot of people, you know, they want their dogs to say hi to all the dogs that they pass that that is that's not it that's mm-hmm. not it mm-hmm. dogs do not need to be physically touching each other yeah every new dog they pass if yeah. you if you have a kid and every stranger they pass you're like go give him a hug that's not okay no it's not it's just not no. um you can't have a dog jump on everybody no especially these big dogs and that's what a lot of these big dogs as happy and as lovable as they are they just fucking run and jump on people, and you cannot have that. No, you're gonna have a okay. little girl get tumbled, or you're gonna have an old lady break her fucking hip. Yeah. And now you gotta get the dog put down because you, you know you didn't you train didn't them take properly. The responsibility of your dog, right? And breed matters. Like a corso is a corso. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to have those innate. Um, you know, probably will have to work on with kids, you mm-hmm. know, correcting with the kids, correcting with the little things and staying right. on top of that dog for right. for a lifetime. There's also a great Dane puppy up for adoption up in Jupiter. Danes are fun. Yeah. Danes are fun. Black, all black. Oh, that's yeah. I kind of adorable. I kind of fuck with that. Yeah. For you. I could yeah. see that a little bit more than the Corso for you. Yeah. 
Um, courses are cool. But I'd have to get this guy a fucking twin bed put in here or something. You'd you know? have to pop this <laughs> thing out. Too. Yeah. I mean, that's just so big. It'd be fucking awesome. And I mean, there's all this space out here. I just like work with them out here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And take them everywhere. That would be the goal. Just take them everywhere. But a cat would be would nice like... too. Just fucking come home and they're chilling cats and you guys so dap easy. up. And My cat's so crazy. Cats are quick with it too. My cat oh, yeah. knows. They're just sentences. so intelligent. Do you ever work with cats? So everyone always asks me that. And, you know, my cat that I have, what I've realized with cats is in the sense of, you know, dogs, you can give praise, correction, and treats, and that's how you train. You can correct a cat, and they will look at you like, do it again tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's fine. I'm yeah. over it. Like, whatever. They take a lot more, I think, convincing and talking to. Like, yeah. I think if you really want to train your cat, yeah. you have to sit there and talk to your cat. Yeah, you literally all have day. to uh, establish that relationship yeah. immediately and that respect immediately. And like, no free food. Like, yeah. everything you say, you physically are giving the food for. Yeah. And that's how you get a cat, um, which is a lot more work mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the yeah, day, right? They're off doing their, they don't give a shit. Doing much. their thing. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like if you get to that point, that cat's going to be all on top of you all the time if you've got that kind of relationship they're so lovable like that's what i think people the misconception of of the cat right it's just a cold or whatever you don't know cats till you own your own cat yeah you you don't like i never was a like i liked cat i like Mm -hmm. all animals but you know i'm a dog person um and then i got a cat and after the kitten stage i was like okay i get it like i get why people like cats i mean they're cool when he wants to love on me, he loves on me. And then when he doesn't, he's outside hunting lizards. You know, yeah. he's just living his life and I get to be in it. Yeah. You see their their intelligence. Yeah. And how they're kind of just go about their lives, you know? Oh, yeah. I can say I'm going to go take a shower and he meows and like runs to the shower. Oh, like yeah. they're so I feel like quick. that's what cats with female owners do because they're little fucking pervs. These yeah. Fucks. They just come out here they're like, yeah. Yeah, I gotta Watching take a video and sit here. He just sits there and Probably stares licking, at me. I'm sure it licks the legs or whatever, right? Licks the water <laughs> I don't off let the him legs. in there. <laughs> I've that's got like a some glass one. Do. Yeah, that's no. hilarious. He just stares at me with a mean mug. He's yeah. got like one of those uh, like Egyptian cat faces. Oh. So he just sits there and just glares yeah. and I live for it. So for the cat, I've been thinking about getting uh, an oriental cat. What? Those are the ones that look like that uh, actor, the Adam Driver guy. So they got the big fucking and it's got like the, the yes, yes. Yeah. That's cool. They're really, I feel like they're really good looking cats. They are. That'd be cool. They're like leaner Maine Coons, right? Yeah, with no hair and but like giant ears. Here, I'll pull them. Yeah, I gotta see that. I like the naked ones, but I definitely want. A black animal. I just want a black. Oh my God, stop. Look at him. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, I just think that would be sick. I think so. I like that. I like that look. I like that more like regal Egyptian type. So regal. I'd name him Hades. I I got the name in everything. (laughs) You're right. You're like, please come to me. I'm I'm literally, I've been looking like. I've been looking. I even started looking for that specific cat, like mm-hmm. how much that would be. Because, I mean, I could adopt, and I'm sure it'd be great. But I really want to train an animal from as young as it can be. You yeah. know, like that. Yeah. I feel like is the best way to 
establish that relationship i've found yeah and that's kind of where like where i am looking for well i'm a dog trainer so now i i am looking for a certain breed um but you know i adopted my whole life and adopting is amazing um but there's nothing wrong with you know preserving a breed and you know i mean that if no one gets that cat guess what he's gonna be put up for adoption (laughs) there's some somewhere or another you know literally and then he'll be somewhere else some of those owners maybe won't take care of him you know what i mean it just yeah they end up who knows where they end up really Mm -hmm. that's just a more expensive adoption at the end of the day seriously you know but that'd be fucking cool (sighs) yeah i could see i could see a cat in here in this space it's just a better space for him oh definitely cover that up with like chicken wire or mm-hmm. something and then just let them out you know. easy yeah beautiful view just put your feelers out email some people i've been emailing <laughs> there's like savannah there's like savannah cats and shit yeah, out there that i was like cool. looking at i was like all right those are but like you gotta dogs. feed that fucking you gotta feed them like actual like chicken raw, raw food. food yeah raw meat and mm-hmm. shit which would be I think that'd be expensive it's a cat though. Like how big are, you know, I mean, it's a big cat. Yeah, if I feed it every day, right? Mm, less expensive than a dog. No way. A bag of food will last you a month. Maybe I'd have to get this, chi- this dude chicken every day. That great oh, Dane will probably eat like a great Dane. Of course. So five. No, I was talking day. about a, a Savannah. Oh yeah. You think you would eat that much? Holy shit. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> so what about art? art let's, yes. let's, uh, start talking about some art my release i've always really loved your paintings really mm-hmm. thank you it's hard when you're an artist because like i'm not really doing them like the art that i do to sell them necessarily like if i post it and someone's like i want that i'll yeah i'll sell it to them but when you do more uh like fluid art like i do i feel like you know i get like that voice in my head i'm like oh i'm not like a real artist because i'm not um doing like sketching or like designs and things like that you know like you could do anything in art yeah yeah i used to sketch a lot more but what i notice about like my fluid art and i've been doing it since the pandemic so since 2020 and i've just i like looked at one of my fluid art paintings from then and like till now i'm like wow that's like there's a huge difference so there is definitely like skill and technique that goes behind it but yeah it's just so nice to not have to think when you're doing stuff like that you know my brain just kind of like all it says is colors it's like blue purple here red here purple here (laughs) you know it's just on automatic and i don't have to do anything yeah well art is just it could be anything it could be a very realistic drawing or painting or it could be splashes of color Mm -hmm. you know and it's all just so subjective and people make money off of both ends, yeah. you know, the yeah. spectrum of, you know, sometimes we look at art and we're like, how is that so much money, you know? And with the kids that I teach, I'm just trying to show them the various mediums and what you could do. And I see that a lot of kids don't like drawing or they think it's tough or they thought painting was tough and didn't want to do it. Then you get into clay. It's a little more malleable. You started, you started yeah. to see some kids that didn't do well there start to really shine with this and now i'm doing photography and you know this one kid who hasn't been involved really at all the whole art class is taking these fire as pictures and it's like into pictures that's so cool and so i'm just trying to show them and i told them today this about like 
you know, I'm just trying to show you uh, different things you could do if you could start, you know, invest in a camera. I'm telling a sixth grader to invest in a camera. <laughs> I'm like, bro, in two years, you could save enough birthday money, summer money, everything yeah. to buy a $400 camera to take these kinds of pictures. You start taking pictures in high school and charge people, you'll pay that camera off. No problem. Yeah, and it's funny because when you're a kid, you're not like thinking no, long term thinking like that. that. And so, no. but planting that seed is all that matters because if your voice in that sentence keeps running through his head for yeah. the next four years, yeah. then you're going to be the one that propelled him, you know, yeah. into that. Oh, I really told him about it. I told him I'd send him, I, I'll make a folder for him. I'm doing for all the kids that are taking pictures. Yeah. And I'm making little folders and putting their pictures in there. And then we're going to. Hopefully they can edit them on their iPads and, um, and then we'll present them, you know, the school we'll have has like iPads? Critique. Yeah. They have, I, all the middle schoolers have iPads. They're, on their, they're iPads. We had whiteboards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a whiteboard. I just fucking project like the individual an image onto ones, there. You know, that you like hold your hands my up. IPad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but fun. yeah, I told them, I'm like, yo, look at it this way. All these pictures that you take now, that's you starting your portfolio. We'll have that in a fucking drive. I'll send that to your email. And boom, you just start a portfolio. You're 13 years old, you know? Isn't it crazy? Do you think, you know, when we're our age and we like are with kids that age, do you think we get into a mode where we're, we want them to be so successful that we almost like dump on them in a sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because like I never, I haven't thought about being that age in so long. Is it high school you teach or middle school? They're in middle school. They're about, I mean, they're. You know, there. Think about you when you were 12, 11, 13, and fourteen. And obviously, I teach elementary too. What grade is that? Third. But six through eighth, I teach the most. Six through eighth, middle school. So that was like to me. That's when I was like kind of really getting into who I was. Yeah, yeah. was. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's you know, a lot of it maybe does come off as me dumping on them, and that's why maybe. I don't know, half of them. Nah, I wouldn't say that much, but I would say maybe 20 to 30% of them are like rebellious towards me or don't, don't necessarily like you. I would never. Oh Oh, my God. Oh yeah. And that's why I'm always like crazy. I'm like, yo, you guys, I'd be, I could, I'm literally your coolest fucking teacher. Like what is your problem? Still being a dick to me. What is your problem? Yeah. And they're just that, you know? And, but a lot of them, I break through with them. Yeah. And I'm able to connect with a lot of kids. And that's, I mean, just do, being able to do that with a handful of them. Like there's like only, I think, two teachers that I really remember. And one of them was my art teacher, Mr. Earl. Yeah. And it was such a relief to be able to be in his class because, you know, he was a little, we had more space. I think this was freshman year of high school too. So it's a little more open. You know, when you get to high school, you get a little bit more freedom. Um, but you know, on our breaks and in between classes, like me and my friends would run to the art room and we would like that. Yeah, they do that all the fucking it's time. It's the best. <laughs> it was like I'm like, yo, what do you want? I mean, I, Mr. Roman, can I stay in here? Where are you supposed to be, bro? Here you with know? you. But think I'm about supposed it. Supposed to be in Miss Whatever's class, dude. Then go to the fucking class, man. <laughs> but think about it. That means that those kids that are doing that have chosen that space out of the entire yeah. school. Yeah. And that is where they feel the safest and more themselves, the most themselves. Yeah. Um, which is really cool to yeah. think about, even though they're so driving you picture crazy. Picture this. It's basically me going into a classroom of 30 puppies. 
<laughs> like 30 rebellious eight-month-old puppies. You okay? can't correct kids. Like I correct dogs either. No. It's no. tough. So think about that. That's basically what it is. They're just fucking, I mean, and, and what I choose to do is instead of yell at them, because uh, I fucking hate yelling. Sometimes I will yell because it's like, yo, it's too much. Shut the fuck up so mm-hmm. that I can tell you what I'm going to tell you. And I usually just rip on them. I usually just make fun of them, you know, like legit. The kids will be like wrestling, touching each other and shit. And uh, it'll be like, it'll be like two guys and they're like wrestling or whatever. And I'll just be like, yo, you guys can cuddle after school, school, please keep it out of my room. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I just rip on them like that, kind of embarrass them or whatever. They probably love that. Oh, they shit. love it because that's how they talk to each other mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. So I just rip on them and try to get a point across by yeah. ripping on them. Like, guys, no need to be fucking. Tell me how my brain your hands on each other in class. Like, come on. At that age, though, they literally—that's like the stimulation that you feel. Like kid braiding. I oh, remember my girlfriend's braiding my hair like in like 50 different ways but and like the teacher would be like can y'all get your hands off each other and it's just like I'm, i can think my brain is like no like no like this is if you put the kids in a field and they got to like dude they cannot keep their hands off each they other. can't it's keep crazy. their hands off each other. It's, it's crazy so funny but think about puppies like i have those two 10 week old <laughs> and i tether them so they can reach each other up to like past each other a foot But like, that's it because otherwise they are just too much Mm -hmm. up in each other's business. And like, when you have more, like a bunch of puppies, it's just wild. But I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so if we get Alex a dog that has a nice, robust bark, he can, in the middle of class. That's really what I was picturing was (laughs) kind of like, if I can get this dog Mm -hmm. as a service dog to be an animal in this classroom, which would be bananas. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds unthinkable to me, but if it's possible, that'd be sick. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't like Highly to fucking possible. yell. Just have this big ass Speak. bodyguard looking dog just standing in the fucking corner and going, woof. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, That'll fuck. literally, like, your Hades you're... is mad, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, that could be like a whole program. Give yeah. teacher's dog. Dude, give teacher's dogs. He'll jump in front of a school shooter. <laughs> no, oh my God, but we're so serious. He'll jump in front of a school shooter. And save a bunch of kids, and I'll be fucking bummed. But hey, dude, he will this, have served his purpose. You we know? might be on to something. Yeah, I'm just like the- and you train, and then not only that, you'd have contracts all the time because you'd supply the dogs or just train the dogs, and you have these fucking dogs at like all these different schools. You know, schools would. My do mind it. is blown you right know now. Schools would do it. it would now, have. How to would be- you get past an allergy situation? Make it like a black Russian terrier, something that doesn't have. Have you? Do you know what a black Russian no. is? They are one of the biggest dog breeds, and they is are it basically like a giant black schnauzer yes, looking dog. Huge. It's like it probably like up to like your upper waist. Russian what? Um, black Russian terrier. My friend Dorian, Dorian the dog guy. Um, he now breeds them because he had one, fell in love with the breed. Yeah. They are the coolest most trainable dogs ever like coolest dogs ever they i know they like look a little bit like what's well, how you groom them you know what i would do them. with that guy's goatee i'd give him the same too. mustache i'd yes. literally trim his goatee yes. short and have his like sides go out. out a little bit Captain and we Hook would style. rock mustaches in class. and that would be and the nice thing about like a dog like that is you know, you can make it either a dog that the kids are allowed to pet or like that's your like mm-hmm. the kids don't pet that dog. You know what I mean? Not because it's going to bite them, but just because so you get more 
influence yeah. with that they get dog. A pet. They get a pet only. If they're behaving. If they're behaving And you well. can send them off into the classroom and he can and, walk yeah. in and out. Hades, go see whoever. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking... <laughs> like a fucking gangster mob box. Go. Hades, go over there to fucking... Go over there to Johnny. And he knows who Johnny is because he's Johnny's, so fucking smart. Right. And little Johnny's just a good kid. He's a scrawny little Look, kid. But he's quiet and he does his work. He goes over to Johnny and Johnny gets the nice Gets pet, to pet know? him. Yeah. I think that no would be... No one else gets to pet him that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, I think that could be really cool. That'd if there is wild. a way you could get around, like... Get his ass in the, in the mass, just as yeah. giant black dog. Yeah. And because kids Back in classrooms dogs. are sitting in seats, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not a chaotic environment where it's going to be high risk of a kid doing something stupid and the dog biting. Oh, I mean, I would beg to differ. I feel yeah. like a kid could fucking come crashing through, you know, like tripping on something because they're so damn clumsy and yeah. just... You know, falling on the dog or something. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Just you know? doing some stupid kid shit. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing about training is like you can yeah, be can. okay with all that. You yeah, know what you I mean? Trust them. That's um, a beautiful thing is the amount of trust you have in an animal. Yeah. Where you just know they're going to be yeah. making the right decision. Yeah, I think the only way it would work is like the teacher would have to own that dog. You know, like it would have to be your dog. Go home with and you oh, work 100%. with and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, black Russians don't have as many um allergy and shedding issues it's that coat yeah yeah not my like favorite look but yeah. it's a cool dog i'm telling you i think they could rock a mustache yeah i think if you sure. shaved, shaved him down like kept him buzz cut yeah. all the time and then just fucking like fucking like left his like top top mustache hair kind you of. could even like braid them like do like a little oh a little double braid, yeah. Uh, Dorian like braids like all Whoa. down their head and has like rows. Like imagine like a buzzed dog like that, and then the braids coming coming down, down like a yeah, like, like a Viking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that'd be, what it that'd would be. be cool as hell. Or just a whole beard. Holy shit! That's <laughs> that's there's awesome possibilities for this fucking dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, you gotta follow Dorian. You'll uh, after following him and watching him with his ones, uh, you're gonna fall in love with the breed. They're just really cool, really quick. They get and they're versatile. You can do everything with them. Yeah. Look how big that He's thing is. He's fucking huge. They're massive. Yeah, that's a big fucking dog, mm-hmm. and they're stocky. Mm-hmm. Thick. They're like I think Drago is like over a hundred pounds. Oh, easy. this one's got his ears up. Um, so standard is clipped ears is like the breed oh, standard. But I feel like their clipped ears are too short. I, you, they got to do them kind of like right, you know, like when it makes them. Yeah, I've been looking yeah. into that. What do they call it? Taping taped ears. That's cropping. where they cropping, cropping, and then you tape them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that would be awesome. I love the look, but I feel like that's just kind of crazy that they just fucking leave it in there for six months. It's know? yeah, it's definitely a like that. That ordeal. can't be comfortable for the dog at all. Well, wearing a bra was never comfortable, and then after a few weeks, I got is that used what to it, it is. I don't know if I think it might be a little more intense than a bra. It might be closer. And not as bad as like like, getting those, getting your feet. It might be like a corset almost. Yeah. Yeah. But then eventually, like, honestly, like your body gets used to it. Puppies are like throwing around and like trying to get it off. But then after like a month. Oh, they're just in. They're just used to it. Um, It's definitely a process. And there's like reasons why people do it. There's reasons why people don't do it. The reasons why people do do it is, you know, it's 
usually it's either breed standard. Like if you're showing your dog, you have um, to have it. Um, if you're doing any kind of work and you don't want the ears to get in the way or floppy ears are they get bitten on, they mm-hmm, get fucked up. And they get they're way more prone to infection. So you're constantly having to deal with infection. And then I think the last one is like when so dogs like expressions, you know, their ears go up and their ears go down. With a dog with pointed ears, they have more expressions. And so they're oh, easier yeah. for other dogs to read. And to they read. also look scarier. <laughs> so that's like the biggest goal usually if it's a protection dog, it's to it's the it really is the look. Yeah, you got it. Um oh, well, I didn't know about the ear infection thing. Yeah, yeah. But they could totally get an ear infection with the with those things put in for six months. Yeah. That's well that's why they're you're constantly going to the vet and getting them changed out so it's probably fucking expensive oh it's fucking expensive yeah but i mean you can do them at home yourself yeah you can be capable but a lot of people get nervous and just don't want to yeah because as soon as the dog winces they they're like they're like oh the baby which you can't i mean i would feel bad that's why i probably i know it's like "Ah, i don't i mean if you don't like it dude then i won't that's how agreeable i am so bad and no. I'll be like, thank you. I really appreciate That's it. That's the hardest part. It's like if we're not even talking about the ears, it's like, you know, when dogs get uncomfortable, us as humans, we we pull them away from whatever's making them uncomfortable. That is not how any species learns. It's the same thing with me and the kids. Yeah. You know, maybe I let them slide with too much shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Realistically. Because you you care for them and you can relate to them, yeah. but there hits a point where at least you come to realize I need to set the I need to set the record straight. Yeah. Um, but like if I walk past a garbage truck and my dog loses his mind, I am not going to sit there and go, It's okay, it's okay, yeah. and praise it because what is that telling my dog? Oh my god, you're just as weak as me. We're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like no one here is gonna be able to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's what a lot of people have a really hard time with because as humans, you would console the human. You wouldn't yeah. say, get your ass up. Come on, yeah. let's go. But dogs are dogs. And if we – a lot of people accidentally instill a lot of fear into their dogs, right. which is why there's so many skittish dogs and so mm-hmm. many fear-aggressive dogs. You've been to friends' houses probably. I mean, I've been to friends' houses with some sketchy dogs oh, yeah. because they're fearful. They don't know what the hell is going on, and they just lash out because they don't understand what's good. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of fear aggression. Yeah, it just shows how soft people have become over the years. And I they think... just continue to get that disconnect of nature. If these animals were in nature, they need somebody to show them the fucking way on how to survive. And that's going to be yeah. being tough. Yeah. And standing your ground. And you know. it's so funny because, like, you would, it's the ones who think they're so close to nature that don't. Like I follow a page called nature is metal on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it is just the toughest part of nature. Like the shit that you don't killing each other in the most, (laughs) the most gruesome, grotesque. Well, and here's the thing. They're fucking mouths. We have to remember too. They don't have the same type of pain tolerance that we have. We are weak. Their pain tolerance is absurd through the roof there is they'll have like a zebra with like its whole gut on the floor and it's eating grass it's walking through munching on grass like we we really don't have a concept of how physically tough animals are um and especially because we've bred our dogs to be domesticated and we've bred a lot of these dogs to look like teddy bears and it just makes it so much harder because our human brain really cannot wrap our heads around that that's a that's the closest ancestor wolf. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And those 10 week old puppies I have at my house are not fragile. They, they are tough as nails. They, you know, I mean, it's all supervised, but you know, when they're playing, they're tough as hell. Mm-hmm. They are biting. And like, if you get your hands like caught in the middle of puppies biting, Oh yeah, they, those little shit. needles. It hurts. Yeah, they're little needles. And but what's happening when they're playing? And of course, if one's being extra pushy, I step in and correct because yeah. I am the leader, yeah. right? If I'm going to let them battle yeah. it out, then yeah. they're deciding who's the leader who's amongst the leader. themselves. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I'm watching, but I'm allowing them to communicate with each other because mm-hmm. that is how they're learning how to talk. Yeah. If they're not able to do those things, then they're not learning how to talk, and they're not learning how to be social with other dogs yeah and i'm careful to say that because i'm i don't know if anyone listens to this and it's like oh let's go to a dog park and socialize no don't do that don't do that yeah socializing for the most part is literally being able to be calm in the same space as another animal yeah which is why i can have like eight dogs in my house laying down and that is full socialization yeah that's fuck with each other they won't fuck with each other and they're able to calmly read the room Mm-hmm. With knowing that nothing's going to happen to anyone, you know, that big, scary Roddy in the corner is not going to do anything to the tiny mini golden in the other corner. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's smelling the air. Everyone's just on a level, level playing field mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with the dog parks is you just have these dogs. Zoom, so they leave their owner at the fucking gate and they just zoom and just start jumping on every dog. Dog parks are fight rings. Yeah. They're yeah. wild. I haven't been to a dog park since I've I was four years since I like started really being a professional trainer. Um, people bring some scary looking dogs. Oh yeah, dog with park. no training on them either. It's I mean it's honestly it's really really scary what dog parks are. Uh, I wish you had to have like a pass. Like you were supposed to. You yeah. kind of are, right? You're kind of supposed to pay for that. Pay for it, but like a pass, like um, I've been through training pass. Yes, like I, yes. I have. That's what they should require. Yeah, that your dog meets a certain kind of standard, and you're not going to leave a fucking yeah dog who's prone to start fights or whatever. Absolutely, you know? and it's like there's this test you can take in every state. It's called the Canine Good Citizens Test, and it's basically like you take this test, and it proves that you have full influence over your dog and that your dog understands manners and rules, right? Mm -hmm. You have to like be able to downstay and walk away and disappear. You have to be able to go shake someone's hand. Half of all those people immediately fail, fail, fail. No, they, they fail before they get there because if the dog jumps on the person, you're You fail. And I think it would be really cool if there was a park that only if you have your canine good citizens test, could you go to that park? Yeah. Because I promise you there would be no issues at all. It might be a, you know, feeling out of like here and there. Some, one of the dogs is definitely going to establish the dominance or whatever. Depends. Just... Have you ever seen? Have you seen the videos like the dogs of all sizes play in my yard? Like they're really not. No one's trying yeah. to dominate anyone. It's just yeah. like bumping, like yeah. bumping into each other, yeah. rolling on the floor. But no one is overpowering because mm-hmm. if they do, I step in. No, easy. Like, yeah. I know you're a tough boy. Yeah, exactly. Calm the hell down or you're going to have to go inside. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's such a thing as fair play. And fair play is exactly what it sounds like. When two dogs are playing and it's fair, that doesn't mean that they're two open mouth dogs growling and, you know, they're like, oh, they're just, yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just playing. playing. But to a degree, that's that type of behavior isn't really fair play. It's natural, you know. But... Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to tell the difference between the two. 
Um, the sound. That's what I tend to look for. The sound, the pitch of the, of the growl of the. Some depends. some dogs can be can sound really aggressive. And be I was gonna around. say because yeah, some dogs have no in between voice. But there, but again, there comes I think the tra- the training behind yeah. it of like you should kind of. Be able Show to... your dog, hey, that's not a good growl. Like, what's up with exactly. that growl? Exactly. You, you should be able Change to that growl a little bit. And that's where, like, working and training your dog comes in. Mm-hmm. Correcting your dog, you know, yeah, making that's sure... a necessity. That that standard test should be a necessity. I, I agree. Think, for every dog park. I yeah, and I think that you know, people who have apartments that should also qualify as like so. Rather than people getting fake service tests, if you have this totally liable canine good citizens test, then you're allowed to stay in the apartment with your dog for free oh, okay. like because the dog's not gonna right. do anything you yeah, know the dog again to pass that test you have to the dog has to know their shit um and i think the biggest thing is people don't have good recall on their dogs they don't know how to out their dogs mm-hmm. so like let's say my dogs are working and they're like playing and they're playing too tough i can say you know like koji out backs off you yeah. know that's how it should be. It should be like that. And yeah. that's, it amazes me that people don't have it in line like that. When I saw Tim go through with Mally and how she's, yeah. she has become, yeah, that was like, I just was immediately like, that is the standard. That is Absolutely. how a dog needs to act all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny. It's wild because like he was the only one besides my weak little Lydia, because she was just, you know, different personality. Mm-hmm. She seemed easy because she was just happy-go-lucky. Right. Um, but like when a coyote. <laughs> I know. My husband, Wolf. She's so cute, though. She just wants to just... Yeah. She would be, I would so send I'm her sure that had its own... Mm. Its own things to go through. Oh, yes. Lydia. Obstacles. Lydia, Lydia. She does not like to do anything fast. She'll That's do it. it. But nice and she's slow nice on her own slow. terms. I like that. Yeah, she's a like honestly, as like a dog, if I weren't a dog trainer, she's absolutely perfect. I could not ask for anything more. I am excited to find my working dog who is just fired up to do all the work. Lid just And that's wants. what you're searching for when you said you're looking yeah. for a year. My next pack member. Any, any certain breeds or anything you're looking about? Oh God, it's been that's been the hardest part. I've been researching and going up and down and, you know, you'd want to think about things like I have like a fluffy ass dog, you know, like, do I want another super hairy dog? Mm-hmm. Because I already clean like. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's one more dog to the fucking eight that you got rolling around the house, you know? I know. But when there are, I do give myself gap periods and when there's no one there and it's just lit, I don't have to clean like so right, happily. Right. Um, and then it's like size do. A lot of trainers are like, they've gotten big dogs and then regretted it in a sense because you're more versatile with a small dog. You know, you can go a lot more places. It's tighter. It's Mm -hmm. easier. But I kind of want, I kind of want that big fucking dog. Yeah. I was looking at Belgians to have like a pocket rocket, but I'm like, do I really want a pocket rocket at the end of the day? Like every morning you wake up for the next 12 years, you have a pocket rocket. Like that thing is Going, 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 going. Going. Um, which is cool when you're working them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, when you're trying to just breathe. That's yeah. 24-7 working them. Yes. You're getting up in the mornings. You have to go to the park in the evenings. You mm-hmm. need to have, like, 
land and activities and shit for them to do or yeah. just be active. Um, yeah. I was looking into Dobermans because they're just, I always liked Dobermans and then they got kind of popular and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want mm. one as much. Um, I worry about them because the bigger you get, the more health problems you get. And so doing agility and things like that, I'm like in my head, I'm like, I don't want anything to happen to their knee. I'm, I'm being a human in yeah. my head. Yeah. And I think I just need to kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Make yeah, a decision. you're weighing it out. That, that's crazy. We're kind of in the same thing of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it'd be great to do it. And we something in us wants to really do it. Yeah. But we're, we're trying to play it smart. I know. You know? I know. For both parties. I know. You it's and like, the pet. Uh, and like the dogs I'm looking at cost between, you know, like, five and eight grand yeah they're investments for sure so that's that's the big investment that's the first yeah the first baby right the first adoption Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. like for real and since i've been a trainer and since you've been a trainer you'd get it as a puppy little baby and just train it from the top yeah from the top it would be just yeah an awesome connection you know i'm excited i have the um canine social summit uh in March, and there's a part of me that's like, I hope someone's there with some working breed dog puppies. That there I might just... be. There might be. There totally it's a whole might week be. long. Yeah, there definitely. People might be. are fucking breeding animals. I know. You know? I know. People do. People do this shit. People are wild. I mean, the nice thing about the summit is it's like professional trainers. You pay basically. It's like a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a six day conference. You bring your dog, and there's like. Like it's a summit. So like you go to like the protection workshop and you go to like all these different, you know, retrievals, yeah. scent work workshops. Um, so the people who are going to this for the most part are legit. You know, we're all, we all are training similar. You know, we've all gone through like programs where we've had people above us and we've been apprentices under yeah. them. Um, Cause I guess I was technically an apprentice for like three years. Yeah. Um, which is the only reason I have the amount of knowledge that I have right now. Yeah, it's a tradition that these people have been passing. You have to around. get it passed down. This you isn't something to. that you learn online. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, I think even Tim, with how he raised Mally, it was from him reading a book, you know, reading the. I mean, from Tim's that German, like, that, that German so teacher, or whatever the yeah. the guy who used to do that for the Nazi dogs. The, oh, I read which that. Were Belgian um, Malinois. My my days with the dog guy. Yeah, or... so that's like a that's a tradition passed down. Like that guy yeah. learned that type of shit from someone. That was a good. And book. just that psychology of working with these animals. Well, again, we we bred these animals yeah. to be certain things, and how do you think we were able so to crazy. get to where I know that's so? And they, we've been doing this for what? Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years, of years? thousands of years? of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's wild. a long time. Maybe even longer. To the point Maybe where we were longer. we were making them <clears throat> like they These were dogs. all big working dogs, and now they're toys. Yeah, you know, I think that's the toughest part. Yeah, it's like they're not toys. Yeah, even that toy poodle yeah. just wants to not. That's shaking in the purse. That dog just wants a leader. It just wants to be told that it's okay. Yeah, but in they'll the way, hunt little mice for you, you know? Yeah, something. <laughs> like that's, something. They, bred those, they probably bred, didn't breed those with wolves. It had to be like smaller. Oh, no, they did. Smaller like but you dog take it, creatures. But you take you know? it down the line, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got you know, wolves, huskies, however far you go down that line. 
we got all the way down to poodles. We started taking the smallest of the poodles and breeding them, and then we're mixing them with. It's wild. So Us there humans had to are be so original terrier. There had to be like these original of what these dogs yeah, dog breeds kind of come from. It's fun to look it up. Like look up like uh, and there'll be like black and white photos Their of what these dogs used to look like. Probably look way crazier. Way crazier. So much different. So much like Dude, tougher insane. looking, mm-hmm. and probably were tougher physically, which is why again. But the brain. I don't believe that the brain of the dog changed all that much. Just because we change the physical features does not mean that the brain changed that much along the lines. So that little Yorkie is still thinking like that ancient dog back in the days. And I think that's the hardest part is their skin that they're in makes us act a certain way. Mm -hmm. But their brains are asking us to just treat them like dogs, you know. Um, That doesn't mean don't cuddle with them. Like I cuddle with my dog. I'm sure that those people fucking were affectionate with those animals, you know? To a degree. To a degree. To a degree. Some were tougher than others. uh But there definitely had to be some people out there that... Because, like you said, to demand that respect, you have to also work with them in the loving and caring sense. You do. You know, where that's that's the reward, too. And you have to be careful not to... It's all about balance, right? We don't want to overcorrect, and we don't want to over-coddle. Because over-coddling tells your dog that you are weak, if you are, it's like if a, a dog was licking another dog's chops in submission all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. First off, it's annoying as shit. Yeah. You know, a lot of dogs are going to be like, okay, all right, yeah. we're done here. Please, yeah. please get off me. Um, but in the opposite direction, we create this weakness in our dogs, almost like an over-attachment. Yeah. And that's when we get separation anxiety and we get all of these behaviors because now yeah. the dog does not know how to be a dog. Mm-hmm. So balance. Which is hard. It's almost like humans need to do that within themselves as well. You know? All comes full circle. It Mm -hmm. really does. It's like I said, like I can see my clients' traumas. Like clear as day. And when I'm working with them, honestly, I try to, in a side way, work on those traumas first. You know, tell them it's okay that the dog is, you know, look not staring at him for a moment. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like just working on the ego and... People are so afraid of not being loved that they will do anything and everything to avoid what that pain might give them. But the mm-hmm. thing about dogs is the more you work with them, the more you, the more, love the more they love you. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of my training, my people are like, you know, my dog's never like been like this with me. I've yeah. never had this bond with this dog before because now the dog's like, oh my God, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you spoke my language. I understand you. Now we can live in peace together. Yeah. Yeah, the last two years that I was with my ex, uh, she had two dogs. Let them do whatever, right? Big dogs. Big Let dogs. Them do whatever. And I was the only, you know, I don't, not that I want to like badmouth or anything like that. It's not really what I'm doing. But throughout the podcast, I've talked about how much I fucking worked with these dogs. And I'm so I established that connection with them, you know. And this is a dog who a big chocolate lab looking dog that just, lab. just runs and jumps on everybody this stocky dog jumps on everybody i mean like when she would walk him he would just be out oh yank her arm right up fucking oh. socket oh all the time all the time and uh, jumps fix. on people yeah yeah and but he i mean it was so tough because he's already a grown adult dog and so i come in the picture and i try to fix that behavior and i remember 
there was an you know an outside like this where we would just open the open the mm-hmm. backyard balcony door. We were on the first floor and go out. And I worked with them as soon nice. as I got home from work in the mornings. When I walk, I was walking those dogs all the time, like three yeah. times a day. Yeah. And I would work with them. I'd toss the ball. I'd have them sit down. Mm-hmm. I'd have them stay. I'd walk away. Yeah. I'd throw the ball. He would still stay. Like Ooh, I got yeah. him to that point. And her seeing it the first time, she fucking cried because she had never yeah. seen him be yeah. like that. And a I'm lot like, of my this is cry. this is your like. He's so smart. And it takes. He can do this. Not even. You're letting him. You're letting him walk all over you. You know. Well, and it's funny because you you went back to like it's people working on their own inner, you know, stuff that they have going on, and I feel like it's like when a, you have a relationship with a human, if your stuff isn't taken care of, it's not going to work. And I do believe it's the same with dogs. Yeah. If you're getting that dog to fill a void, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, and I, I love when I walk in a house and I know that client is called me because they just want more, you know, they want more with their dog. They're not trying to fill that void. They're just trying to connect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That understanding. Again, I think a lot of people, they just get it for the commodity. How many people that we know, as soon as they got in college, they got dogs in dorms and shit you know, know what i mean like in crazy wild. ways they, as soon as they got any uh taste of what you what you could have as an adult freedom or whatever yeah they just fucking went in bought dogs and yeah not many of them came out all that well you know yeah yeah i mean it was a learning experience for a lot of people um i mean i was one of those people that was tough having a dog that young mm-hmm. but you know, you live and you learn. I also know that like people's second dogs, they tend to be a little bit better about, oh, for sure. you know, people's first dogs. They're oh, like, yeah. they don't want to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, just be happy. You're learning too. You're learning yeah. too, you know? Yeah. I need yeah. to do more. I need to be brave enough. I just hate myself on camera. This is nice. Cause like mm-hmm. we're not on camera. Oh yeah. Um, but like, oh, it's beautiful. But like YouTube videos just to mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's a lot more out there by other trainers that are super helpful. It's just people don't want to do it. Yeah. Like help each other. Yeah. 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 People get, you know, and I see this with music. I've always seen it with music, even with art is it's cutthroat out here. You know? Yeah. There are people that support each other, but it's usually if you have already have a ton of views or this or that. And yeah, that's why I like this podcast too. I'm able to connect other artists, you know, um, my sister's doing a YouTube. She started a YouTube a year ago, I think during the pandemic. Okay, nice. She was working uh, at a hotel, like right out of college. She's trying to manage or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think she was in the lobby. And she fucking hated the job. And she started doing the YouTube. And she started getting, she got like a, a video that, I don't know, had like 100,000 or 300,000 views like right away or yeah. something. And she's like, oh, oh shit, shit, maybe I'll do this. <laughs> she started putting out these videos. She just hit her millionth view on like one of her videos had millions of uh, millions. Is that views. her job now? She's trying to let it, you know, Grow. she's getting checks from YouTube for like yeah. a couple hundred bucks, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. which is a great start. Because it's um consistent, right? It's yeah. just and she's however. she's consistent with it and she's just working out from home. But I, I had um, Allie Embry, who's a singer, songwriter, and she also has a yoga line, Ooh, right? Cool. Like a spiritual sister, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I linked her up with my sister and she, she was super nice. She sent her like a box of clothes and my sister put it on her video and 
So like that type of stuff too. Yes, I like to just get people together and being the middleman. Yeah, the the YouTube thing. Like you should definitely do it. Or even this podcast. Yeah. You, know, you just talk and it's your forum, your platform of you sharing your knowledge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which is really cool. I've been wanting to do something like this for such a long time. It's just you know, you got to take, take the step. I'm like, I can train the dogs. I can train the clients. I want to do more. And then you hit me up and I was like, okay, maybe this will be a nice, um, icebreaker for me. Yeah. A good way to dip your toe in, Mm -hmm, you know, for sure. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta try it out. I think it'd be good. Just gotta put yourself out there and not care. And I'm at that age. I feel like now where I'm slowly really not Mm -hmm. starting to not care as much about what people think or anything. Because the more you think about it, people only think about you for a second and then yeah. they move on. You know, yeah. it's not like they're sitting there like all day long thinking about no. you and I mean, ju- you know, are doing their own thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I. That's why I like having people like you on is because like people that are following their purpose. I feel like you know, just have way more interesting perspectives and stories uh, and things to share and i see this as a way to like i almost look at it as like this whole podcast is like journals like kind of journal entry type things i love that if it's just me alone i'm sharing my thoughts at the time and with people i'm sharing their story as well and what they do and what i find so fascinating about it and because why the fuck not we're only here for so long and like your driving force should be doing what you're passionate about Absolutely. And it's like, they always tell you that when you're younger, they're like, you know, you can just do your passion. Don't think about money. And like, honestly, it's so true because I know people who make soap and make a ton of money making soap because Mm -hmm. they just love making soap. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy. It, it literally does not matter what you do. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing to think about. It does not matter mm-hmm. um touch as many things as you can touch and figure it out as you go yeah and i think when you follow that purpose too it's like things are revealed to you you know like yeah you almost have at least with me through music and art and i feel this way you might have with your how you got into training dogs and having that connection and <clears throat> even in your art it's like it just reveals itself to you yeah. You know, it's it's almost like a thing of like it chooses you and then you have to choose to work at these things to then see like the potential of it. And now five years later, you see what, you know, what fruits do come out of it. Like with me five years yeah. ago, you know, obviously I've always been working at art and all this and that. Now I just get paid for art. Yeah, yeah I, have, I awesome. teach, I have a job, but like that found me. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. was not trying to be a teacher ever. It yeah. just kind of found me. And I was open-minded enough to to do it, and I'm open-minded enough to do it now, but I have goals that I want to achieve and things, the way I want to live my life and things I want to do, I just want to create, you know? It's really cool being around people like that, like people like you, people like me. I mean, it's just, it's almost exciting. You know, we think about, oh my God, we're getting so old, but it's like, it's so exciting. Like if this happened in five years then what's going to happen in the next five years? Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to be? Are yeah. you going to be on TV? Um, you know, am I going to be in a fat house with a bunch of dogs? Like, yeah. we just, we just don't Both know. Both on TV? <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about all those shows. 
there's what what pluto tv you ever have pluto tv on your fucking it's like a free yeah it's like a free tv thing and there's a all 24 7 dog channel on there and there's a guy that they show and he trains dogs you could easily get a slot in there you know i feel like eventually like these are all attainable goals if you really think about it and try it you know obviously it takes time yeah yeah i think that's my next step and then like every step it's like us as humans we're just so funny like it's not as hard as it as it fucking seems yeah, we but when put we, the barriers we in front. do and we put them up so heavy and mm-hmm. we just stop ourselves for months years before we take that step and then we take that step and it's like oh yeah, uh, it's not it's, so bad it's, not, it's just cool over here yeah, that's what people just aren't doing and that's what i hope i can pass down to the kids inspired it's like yeah. yo take the fucking chance yeah. Risk, you know just try it yeah. that's it not even take a risk try it just yeah. fucking try that's all you got to do if you don't like it move on or if you see hey it's not that bad yeah you know, move on like with me skateboarding that's what taught me that fall 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 like all the fucking time yo you can land it eventually yes. you can learn it eventually and it feels way better than the 90 scrapes that you took absolutely you know? and isn't it funny how you were saying that like the place that you learn the most is where you were physically getting hurt over and over and over again yeah it's the same with dogs yeah and that's like the mm-hmm. hardest part for people to wrap their heads around you know yeah, is that they gotta learn they have to like learn said, and they physical. appreciate the physicality mm-hmm. more than I get some goofy dogs that love that shit. Yeah. They're like, do it again. Yeah, I'm like, of course. get over here. Their you tongue's fucking just dork. Yeah, yeah, literally. Just the dorky, the oh, dorky dogs. God. That's hilarious. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, podcast. I always recommend people like come on, like, yeah, just fucking do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking like start one. Yeah, it's free. I mean, how much were they? Oh, you got all this equipment. That's true, but that's like a small investment. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll yeah, talk shows, the all this stuff. We'll talk. Yeah. Do you, um, you don't do any YouTube videos right now, do you? No, because one, because it takes up so much fucking space. I need a new computer and everything. Okay. And that's one of the goals more so for art. And I guess the podcast could be cool. Yeah. But more so for art, just drawing like time-lapse type of things. Cause and... you've got, you've got a setup. If this was recorded. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's nice. I had a girl over and she said, uh, it looks like a straight out of Tumblr. She's called this place. I was like, oh, all right. I'll She's take that right. fucking. She's right. No, it's great. It. It's so peaceful and set up. And I would, it's like visually pleasing. If this was like yeah. a YouTube, I'd be like, it's like tiny, tiny corner, tiny. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They have like tiny desk. Or tiny whatever. desk concert. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, it's just like that. Hell yeah. Well, what's new? Anything new? Besides dogs and art? Mm -hmm. It's like my whole life right now. Yeah. Dogs and art. I wish there was something more exciting going on. Yes. Living life. Chilling. Chilling. Mm -hmm. My honestly, like if I'm not working with the dogs, I'm in my garage, in my space, you know, just working. There's actually an art show. Um, up here march 5th somebody's having an art show and stuff you know uh march 2nd oh mine's march 4th so our birthdays are coming up i know pisces march pisces sorry to all the february pisces out there Um, (laughs) yeah i feel like the march is the right pisces really 
Um, I'm going to Okeechobee Music Festival. Nice. And it's the second through the fifth. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I gotta like keep going until I can't go no more. You know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go there. They're Especially so fun. If, since it lines up for your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You should go Okeechobee Music Festival. Maybe it is. You're the second person I know that's gonna be there. There's a lot of um people who I weren't expecting to be like I'm going, going. I was like, oh, I've you're never going gone to a festival. You would have so much fun. Yeah. You can just hang out. You know, the best part is I like throw my hammock up. And I just sit in that bitch for like days. Days? No, not days. I'm in and out. You know, you yeah. hop in your head, but you can leave I it might there. Be like one night. Yeah. Days might be um, a little much. And then there's art and there's like things to do, like activities. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, it's like a festival for adults. And yeah. there are some kids there, but there's a tripping. lot. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just, just happy as hell. In a forest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's what we were meant to do, right? Yeah. Um, do you bring your dog out there? I definitely could, but I don't because I just I like to have that's like my one moment alone, mm, like with just me. I see. Mm-hmm. You're taking a straight up vacation mm-hmm. for your birthday. Nice. Oh yeah. Very. You're excited. gonna be 28. 28. Yeah. Me too. Oh, here mm-hmm. we go. Pisces. So are you into all the astrology and? Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I shit. just. I've never really been into it, and recently, like this past year or so, things have kind of just been popping up. A lot more signs. I've always kind of had signs. Mm-hmm. Now I just see it, and then I don't know. Somehow I started getting into it. I so I actually ended up hit like a little fender bender mm-hmm. when I was moving, and it was like not bad at all. But I bumped into some ladies the back of her car. Long story short, she's she was a psychic. and she started telling me all this crazy stuff that i had gone through and i'm going through and all this shit and we connected yeah we connected and so even with my art i'm kind of just putting that type of imagery and i've noticed that to the symbolism and all that like i've I've seen it yeah i'm Um, I'm just trying to kind of embrace because as i looked back at my past and all the actions that i took to lead me to where i'm at and how I chose to live my life, it just kind of corresponded with and aligned with that, you know, like. It's crazy because like at this age, I feel like we've gone through enough to be able to look back. Like at 22, there wasn't much looking back. You know what I mean? Just a lot of embarrassment. A lot of embarrassment, (laughs) which is how it be. Um, But like I've like gotten into like my full chart. Like I'm like, okay, let me just it was quarantine. Like I did so many different things in like this area, but you know, looking at like your moon sign and your rising sign and like reading it, like basically like described me like to a T. Yeah. How you, how you view things, you know, how mm -hmm. you might go about things. It's not going to describe what you choose to do. Exactly. But it shines a light into like, Oh, you know, why you've made your decisions, you know, exactly. And what you need, what you need typically as like a core of your person yeah. too. I, I look at it as like a video game where you kind of are, let's say a character has these little skills and attributes and yeah. some are higher than others. Yeah, or yeah. That's what it is. And then if you choose to live about that, like to what your potential is, it's like the breed of dog, right? Like yeah. What that dog's potential is, is like what your potential could be if you, you know, go about this route and not fight it. You know, there's 
downsides to all signs. There's upsides to all signs. It's just how you're going to go about life. And then what you choose to do, that's up to you. Yeah. hundred percent. The downside and the upside is what we kind of call like light and shadow, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a shadow when there's light. Especially with us. We have the fish that's going up and the one, one fish that's going, that's going down. down. Yeah. And we like as a Pisces. And they turn around and how they fucking who leads and you know. It's yeah. I love being a Pisces. I, I um, think we're the best. I know, right? We're we are the best. I mean, we're the, we um, <laughs> we've lived every other one. That's, that's what, what I was they gonna say. say. Yeah, that, that we've we're got the qualities. last sign, and that we have qualities of every single one. Yeah, that's why we're the most empathetic, malleable. And can read things and feel things out there that I most people don't, don't have, know. like the the depth. Yeah, the to- openness. That's the a better word for it. To feel. Mm-hmm. I think people are just really stuck into their own ways, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to look at. Have you looked at like your moon sign and your rising sign? Yeah. Yeah. What's your moon? I think it's Taurus. Is it? Yeah. Um, what about rising? Uh, Jupiter is on. I got to look it up. I have that co star thing. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Um, I'll, show you, I'll show it to you right now because I don't really know how to read them. If you know how to read them. I, well, I could definitely. So basically your moon is like your emotions. Your rising is how people see you and your sun is how you see yourself. Yeah. I mean, like even in the signs and the signs that I have in my art, I've been using signs for as long as I've been making art. And I also found like, look, that these were the signs that I've been using and not really thinking about, like That's not, so cool. not knowing the knowledge of what I, you know, you know what's crazy? really identified with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think symbolism, I started to read a few books on like synchronicities and symbolism. And sometimes you really do just feel like you're living in a video game and yeah. you're just plug and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which can be like a scary thing to think about, but it is also like really cool. Like yeah. you can create the reality around you yeah. to, a very big degree. Um, yeah, you. We have our three Pisces in the same one together. So your Saturn, your yeah, Sun, we were born and your in the same year and the practically you know a couple of days apart. So that's pretty close. The the whole last half of your chart is the same as mine, which really? is kind of wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you're a Sag Moon. Your fire sign Moon. Oh, okay. Okay, I could see that. So again, your Moon is like your emotion. You pop off sometimes. I've been known to pop off yeah, sometimes. Okay, I've sure, never especially seen... in my youth. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. I <laughs> yeah, in my teen years, I was like, I wouldn't say aggressive, but like. I've seen you I've on had, edge. I've never seen you off. I've the had, cliff. I've had like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I was just like on edge. You were your a lot shadow more. side. Yeah. yeah I was now going you're through my shadows. Mm-hmm. I was learn. Yeah, I was. You could say now that I'm reflecting on it, I was learning to coexist with this shadow side that was coming out. That yeah. was. Yeah, that didn't reveal itself until my preteen, teen years, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. It's a nice chart. And your ascending is Taurus. So ascending is typically what, you know, how others perceive you, um, which I definitely can see to a degree. <clears throat> the Taurus? Yeah. Yeah. Steady. My sister's a Taurus. Is she? Yeah, I know some Tauruses for sure. Tauruses? <laughs> some Tauri, I don't know what you call it. Taurin. Yeah, and the symbolism school. And fucking people have been just studying the stars for so long. For so long. There's so that, much more to it than I think we will <clears throat> ever understand yeah. in this lifetime. I mean, I look at I look at life and all this technology 
This is alchemy. Yeah. You know, how the fuck can you just like manipulate wave frequencies and stuff like that? Get this recorded into the microphone. It's going off Wi-Fi and other invisible energy and just like all these crazy things that humans have learned to manipulate through mathematical equations. It blows my mind. To me, that's alchemy and magic. You know what I mean? Like to an extent that really is. And that's, it's crazy because- it's funny how we we accept energy manipulation when it's like stuff like that, but yet we don't believe that we can manipulate our own energy. You know what I mean? Like we can. It's what we do every day, all the time. Every day. And I love that things like, do you know what um, Reiki is? I, so that's what the the late, the psychic that I hit, she also practiced that. So um, I'm a Reiki master. So I went through like, basically you have to take like three courses um, to get through to the very end. And I've seen some real magic before, you know, I think the, the, one of the moments that like did it for me was, you know, you scan someone's body with your hands and you're sitting there like, all right, the fuck am I doing? I look like a crazy person. And we were doing like medical and it was basically whatever you feel or whatever you hear, write it down. And, um, I'm scanning this lady who I've never met before. And I wrote down like right side abdomen and second to big toe. And she pulls off her sock and her second big toe is like basically gone. Like she had like a huge injury and like it was like all messed up, like currently messed up. So just by doing that. So just by doing that, like, and I just wrote it down with like question marks next Mm. to it. I was like, and like LOL underneath it. But I think that we really don't understand the extent of how connected that we all are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's what we're losing touch with, I think. And I'm seeing it with this generation and it scares me. And I feel like the fucking old guy, the the old guy teacher yeah. that's always like, oh, this generation, it's, you know. Yeah. They were seeing things that, you know, per- precede us or whatever that we don't see just yet. And I'm seeing that with these kids that their communication is off. Yeah. It's thrown off. You know, it's just a little more exaggerated. It sounds like a damn bar in my classroom all the time because how loud it gets sometimes, even from like little kids. And I think it's because they're always on a iPad or always on their phone and they're constantly chatting. It's It's just everything. No one's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And we're losing this. Yeah. This like connection that we have to life. And I'm not a religious guy really, but I fucking believe that there's some energy you know, that's God to me or whatever, the energy yeah. of life that why the fuck anything is here at all and us intelligent creatures as well as these others, you know. Yeah, there's just, there's a special power to us. And there we're really kind of, we're going on one side. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I what I feel happens. like we're splitting. We're splitting. You know? The people that are going to be in their VR fucking headset world, they're going to be in their VR headset yeah. world. And then other people are going to be out advancing in, in a life, different way. Yeah. Know, around life. Um, I think in the end, I'm I, honestly like people are scared, but I'm excited to see 20 years from now. Like I'm pumped for shit to hit the I fan, know. you know? I think it'll it'll be fucking crazy. And I can't wait. When we're old people, it's yeah. going to be like crazy. I crazy. know. And I think, I do think that there's enough people, I guess they call it like waking up to like understanding that they are. Mm-hmm. like spiritual beings and that we have we don't know what it is but we have something going on um and there's i think at this point there's more people who are accepting that than ever before 
And I think the quote unquote, the church Mm -hmm. is kind of crumbling. Yeah, I don't know. I would beg to differ because I work for the Catholic Church in a sense, and they're they're, they're, they're like running. a secret organization. You know what I mean? I feel like they're like the fucking CIA for the world, pretty much. That's so terrifying. They're just like maybe there's a split happening, a little like we talked about the split, and so the churches are now getting like the spiritual people, and we're like doing the same things and teaching the same things, but without the terror. Yes, it's like the it's like white people have, you know, it's like white people in society now as to yeah. why people are so mad at the cis white male. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's public enemy number 1 is like a white dude. I never thought about it. In America, I guess I'm a white girl, so right? I never I never thought about it. White girls I think I are mean, like second or third or something, but the white dude is like getting all the heat right now, right? But it's cuz of all the past atrocities <laughs> that white <laughs> people have done over the years. Oh, it's right? disgusting. It's But human beings have just done complete atrocities. Yeah. All all people. Which is like isn't it cool that we're like kind of changing in that sense yes, that we're like 100%. not okay with that. But like the dog thing, we're in that we still have that crazy conqueror mentality and that's why you have these like crazy yeah, just crazy human beings. and But now we're in this more modern, you know, digital age. Yeah, I feel like awareness is key. And now that there's awareness to it, there can be correction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's where we're going to see that split that you're kind of talking about. The people yeah. that get with it and the people that don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, that's, and that is life, you know? Yeah. That is always it's life. It's be interesting to see for sure. Yeah. But the church, how would it evolve? I don't know. What I'm seeing is like... It's still powerful. It still has money. Still has money. That's. I mean, the fact that it's over here in Palm Beach. This thing started over in fucking the Middle Middle East and in like Italy and stuff, right? There's the Vatican, which I've been to. Have you? Mm -hmm. That's wild. I wonder what what went down. I'll tell you. It's like it's a weird feeling. Uh huh. It's a city, first off, right inside of Rome. Uh huh. And the Vatican is just giant. And so basically where you go walk to go see the Sistine Chapel and all that stuff, it's this massive, massive, like the walls are so high that you can't see the paintings up there. Everything's in gold and marble and granite. And there's giant statues that are just like the Lincoln Memorial. almost. like, they're just huge marble statues. And then there's people, you know, having their fucking ceremonies. And they, they built those instead of like, Helping people? Listen to this. That's what <laughs> when I walked in there, and I'm a guy who studied all this in college. I studied okay. art history. Yeah. I studied these paintings that I'm now seeing in person. And the vibe that I got was wow, these people just got this through power. Yeah. Through just taking control, conquering. Absolute absolute power. Absolute power. And That's- so my my whole thing was in like this whole spiritual godly thing. I was thinking about the people that made this stuff mm-hmm. and the artisans that fucking went through making it and the people that got commissioned and i mean in a sense maybe it gave people jobs to build shit but like yeah that's what they built the shit that's still here they have fucking obelisks well this is now the city of rome i'm not gonna say like the catholic church but they have obelisks from egypt that they brought over on those fucking wooden ships straight up giant giant how bored do you have to be (laughs) i think i think we don't give people these people enough credit because they were, they had to be so smart and we have like with ingenuity and their technology wasn't as crazy as ours, but they were doing shit like this thousands of years ago. 
But I feel like also there's so much history. I think, don't we only know like 5%? Probably. And like, I think I, I don't remember where I read that. There's just constant disputes of how old we are, you know. We, and we, there's history somewhere, but we just don't have it. What, like, we don't know. What if we were more intelligent than we were before and we came to our own destruction and started over and here we are that's again what we do you know and do we do it again and again so. and again <laughs> that's where the simulation thing <laughs> comes in they were toxic. probably talking about some simulation they just had a different word for it you know oh my god don't make me think about that right now. <laughs> uh but that's kind of where I'm, and i've like heard of this concept like this is our this is our classroom and like when we're here we're supposed to learn certain things and then if you believe in being like reborn then like if you learn those things, then your next lifetime you're learning new things and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's always interesting to think about because if you really think it's a simulation, that's just plug and play yeah. at that point. Um, yeah, we'll live up to your capabilities, right? It goes yeah. back to like the theme almost that we had going on of I I believe in that, the sort of reincarnation thing. The more of, I live my life, the more I believe in it too. Yeah, of like I think that it'd be cool if – we got to live as everything, everything, the smallest particle to the largest animal to everything, right? We all, and everything has different lifetimes, right? A dog's got a different lifetime than a human. A fucking bee's got a different lifetime. So time is irrelevant and we experience it it differently. Yeah. You think it could go in order? Like now you're a human, you like worked your way up. It could be like that or it could be random. Just plug and play. Like you (laughs) said, right. You got some fucking dickhead God up there. That's just plugging and playing. All right. Now all of a sudden you're going to be that, that fucking frog that we had, that Brody had in his garage, you know, (laughs) in the dorm under his dorm bed. What if, what if we're the person plugging and playing? What if we're just like, fuck it? Yeah. I mean, in a sense, I think that we are, we just don't, maybe work on our capabilities enough, yeah. you know? Cause I like, I imagine like when I die, me being able to like see everything and me being like, Oh, like none of that was really that bad, like important, you know, like we yeah. feel so much as humans. Right. And yeah. it's not that serious. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I feel like we take our lives. So not lives, but yeah. yeah so we seriously, do. Literally, literally. you know, our lives seriously. And for sure. I don't think that's, I think the goal is not to do that, you know, mm. like I could quit my job and go live in a tent for a week and I would be fine. I could come back and get another job. Like, I don't think it's as serious as people make it out to make be. it out to be. Yeah. We're scary. The responsibility. Of, yeah. Yeah. We're just upheld, upheld to these standards. Right. And I mean, I catch myself even upholding myself to these standards and stuff. And that's what we're taught, you know, to, like you said, with your mm-hmm. mom about the dog training and mm-hmm. how if, you know, parents, if they don't see the viability in it and the longevity in something or know how of how to make money, they just know the professional route of going to college and getting a job and, right? Well, and it's that's, scary to them. Yeah, scary. It's fear. Mm-hmm. Everything is well, fear Well, it didn't based. work out for me. How's it going to work out for you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to yeah. figure it out. You know, I'm trying. There's so much generational fear. And that's like my main goal that I want to pass down to like, if I have kids, it's like, that's all I try to pass down. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, you have a... Is your sister younger or older? She's younger. Yeah. How old is she? She's about to be 24 in April. Okay. Okay. So she's not like that. My sister's 21. Yeah. We're four years apart. And my sister's age group, they're like... They're fantastic. Like, yeah. those 21-year-olds? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right, dude. My sister is on her shit. Yes. And she's still dating the guy, her high school boyfriend, Kevin. He's he's part of the family. My sister's the same one. It's it's wild. They have a stable relationship and they're like planning their future pretty well and they're super fucking smart. You wanna know what I think kinda happened? I think our They saw us fuck up and they learned from us. And our parents' generation was so I love that generation, but it's such a sad generation. Like there's so much pain and trauma and fear and guilt. Yeah. And it bled onto the oldest, I feel like, of every yeah. family. Yeah, for and sure. And then I think they came to realize that through us getting older and they kind of saw a mirror they and they leveled out. themselves out yes. with the next one. Yeah. And they say that about the oldest, but I feel like we went through it so much that the next round, I feel like we're going to do a pretty good job with. I don't know about the age you're yeah. working with right now. No. I don't know a lot in that, no. in that age. Because is if, that we, like- if we were to be parents, let's think about this. If our age group is to be parents, mm-hmm. we're going to try and instill what those parents, if we had good parents of that generation yeah. instilled in us, which like, like to me and you, that sounds like a mirror with my parents. I, they bled it all onto me their yeah. fuck-ups and insecurities, but they're also like their great values and everything. I wouldn't change anything. I'm I'm so blessed to have them. But then we had this, you know, this constant conflict in my teen years, obviously, because mm-hmm. of me changing and stuff. And then them now just being so mellow, mellow and level-headed about everything and, and loving and caring. But it took that. It took the fear of like them very fear-based and putting yeah. so much fear onto me. And I rebelled like crazy for years and years. And and I rebelled in what I wanted to do. But I still respected them enough to appeal to them and yeah. what they wanted out of me. So it's like I just tried to do both. Get the degree. Keep working Ooh. on art. Make music. You know, like this is what I'm going to fucking do. I know yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then them now like understanding that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking about it and my, like our if sister. We, if we, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if we were to like have kids, that's what I was trying to get at or whatever. Like this generation will instill those types of kind of old school values that they had that yeah. are great. And that I feel like are missing with this generation. Because yeah. whatever generation's having these kids, it's a different fucking generation. It's like, Do you know what I mean? The like, 17 and under right now. Or even younger than that. Younger. These younger kids than are being, that. These kids that I have in my classrooms were born in 2008, 2010. Yeah. And they're I'm talking about middle schoolers. Yeah, that's crazy. 2010, that's a 12-year-old right now. Well, if you think about it, our sisters grew up in the age of technology. But, like, initially into that phase. Yes. The first um, ones. The first round. Like getting it all. And it, but it wasn't as we heavy like when they were younger. Yeah, you know, they were it was iPhone with us, one. You know? Yeah. you know, like it wasn't every single gadget that we have now. I feel like that generation you're working with is the generation that they were born when PS3s were, you know, like when all these so much more mm-hmm. was out there. Um, and it's just a different breed that that age right now. But. I'm I'm holding it down. I hope the the generation a few years younger than us holds it down. Here's the interesting thing. Every year, every grade, mm-hmm. there's kids that are like way too much where I'm I'm kind of worried about how they're going to be. Yeah. And then there's grades 
And a lot of times they're in between. There's mm-hmm. grades and I'm like, these kids are all right. Like, they're going to be all right. You see the maturity. You know, people are people. Yeah. Everyone's fucking different. Yeah. I got tons of signs in the classroom. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you have to let them. Yo. You're the, seeing a shadow the Pisces, a yeah. the Pisces, the most cool, calm, level-headed, the smartest. If he was valedictorian, he'd be, if there was valedictorian yeah. in eighth grade, yeah. he's it. He's it. For real. So calm and chill and smart and fucking, you know. Yeah. And artistic. You know, just try, just try. Very quiet and quiet and kept to himself. I'm like, this is the fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. March baby. (laughs) The fucking guy. Yeah. I wonder what's going on in that head of his while he's being quiet. He's going to be, he's going to do something cool. Yeah. I think so. And his little brother's like this time, you know, it's interesting to see maybe his little brother's a Taurus or something. Mm -hmm. Like he's the little, the little turtle. Yeah. He's the little sister or whatever. Like our little sister. Cause he's a chill level headed kid. But quieter, quieter. And like more reserved. Mm-hmm. He's younger. Yeah. Tauruses are known kind of for that, for just being like hoodie and sweatpants and chilling type yeah. vibes. Well, the Taurus I know are boss women. Yeah. I don't know any Taurus women. I don't. I know men. My sister. Okay. And um, Candace, uh, I don't know, old friend who she was a neighbor and I ended up living with her too. Like cool. she gave me a spot and I worked for her and stuff for a while great friend candace candy's cake pops you ever heard of candy's yeah. cake pops in boca <gasps> taurus boss boss lady that's awesome yeah um ali Embry, the singer that i yeah. just had on yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. she's another taurus wow you know, so like self-driven yeah calm cool collected women we love that, that can pop off we love that <laughs> that can pop off and they're about their money and they make yeah. the money and they're they're smart they're yeah. smart you know? I do. I picture Taurus and I picture green. And that picture's money. Oh, yeah. Money. eating grass all day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> yeah. We're just swimming. We just get fucking... I'm just swimming. That's This a whole conversation, we've just been swimming. Like, <laughs> I know. There's yeah. been no direction. And then we'll go around for a little rock, like look at a rock. Uh, I'm just trying to Look flow. at this dogfish. Look at this dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> no friction. We don't want no friction here in the water. Uh, it's funny. I like looked at my chart for the first time and I was reading through it and I was like, I have zero fire, like no fire in my chart, which is like, in my mind, like I used to, I was like, that's a handicap, like to not, not have to not have that, that rounded. You're fully immersed. Fully immersed. And yeah. it's exhausting. You're a mermaid. You like, gotta fucking pop out and just be like, sometimes. still have your legs in the water to breathe. I gotta have something in the water, right? <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I think I had, I don't know. I couldn't. I think I had some fire and you had earth one. and stuff, right? You had one fire. You had mostly earth and you had like two earth, two air, two water. Jesus Christ, you sound like the fucking Avatar or something. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> There's not enough shows like that out for the kids either. Yeah, yeah. They don't even know what that... God, you know what they're watching? They're watching Squid Games. They're getting hyped on Squid Games. They watch a lot of anime. I fuck with that. Yeah, lots of anime. Really? Like, real fucking like crazy... Really? Indie obscure anime, <laughs> like, like huh. they asked me, Mr. Roman, did you watch anime? I was like, Yeah, I'd watch Dragon Ball Z. You know these, like all these shows I watched growing up. Oh, but you stopped. I mean, I don't watch them too much. Sometimes I'll watch like the ones on Netflix or whatever, yeah. where it's like a movie. Like, I don't know. I'll just watch Cow- oh, Cowboy Bebop is a great one. I haven't seen that one. You need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Everyone says that. All right. I'll Not the it. live version, like the actual. No. Yeah. 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 And it's. And Samurai Champloo. They're both made by the same dude. 
Okay. And he takes like kind of historical references, but makes like these kind of Western style, noir, Japanese inspired shows. So okay. like Cowboy Bebop's in the future and they're like bounty hunters. Huh. And, um, and they're constantly playing jazz. It's like, I guess the bebop, that's where the bebop comes from, the name. And so you have this fire-ass no jazz through the fucking show. Way. Oh, my God. You have this fire-ass jazz through the show. And um, and it's good storyline. You know what I mean? There's... And then the samurai shampoo one's about, like, samurais in the Edo period, but they mix hip-hop, like, breakdance hip-hop music and just, like, rap and shit in between yeah. all their fight scenes, everything, and just, like, all their transitions, like, scratching of the DJ. And, and you being fire. an artist, you can almost see more into that, too. It's, like, Every it level makes you, like, The um, music, the art, mm-hmm. the story behind it. it makes the, the hair writer. stand up. Gives you well, the when I see, like, great shows, I love watching movies and shows. and Yeah, I love diving into those worlds, and I have tons of ideas for things and sometimes i'll start writing ideas and you know i have my ideas of even music it'd be great to rebrand myself as like a cartoon or something like the gorillas yeah and just tell nobody who i am and just put it out and just have art watch you thrive the only thing that's stopping me is the actual animation but i feel like i could be the storyboard i need to hire the animation just because, like, moving animation-wise? Yeah, it's just something I've never done, right? Isn't it's, that funny? It's that door we talked about. Yeah. It's You probably, the second you step over that so door... So I've started to try and, like, look into it, but it's, like, it's a lot. And there's so many aspects to it. And my, the aspect I would want to go into is just drawing the initial ideas and sketches and, like, mm-hmm. storyboarding stuff. And then have someone who's really good at animating take my drawings and you know the way you learn is it. you find a new mentor for every step nah, that's what it is you have don't i mean you and can like look life, it up all they you reveal want. themselves you know like all these stuff that we, we kind of go through. i know but it reveal itself will it reveal itself or do we, we got to make the commitment we, we got to put the, ourselves out there we got to put ourselves out there and that's where the synchronicities come in where you see signs in life and you know that if i'm seeing this sign it's because I'm heading I'm, the right way. I'm in the right, yeah. Yes. I'm headed the yeah. right way. And it's those little things, you know, that just just keep you going for it. Yeah, Who knows it. what the end all outcome of it is, but yeah. yeah. Follow I mean, the breadcrumbs. My whole thing has always been for music, and once I found that side of it, I don't know. I think everything I do is for just to leave something behind and whatever's in this mind through art and the skating and music and the fucking podcast. A podcast doesn't age. You know, people will be. I'm going to die one day and people could fucking hear this. You know, people could hear my music and still hear my voice. And I got that taste early in life where losing a friend, Mm -hmm. a close friend who got, who I started making music with. I got, you know, another fish that I had that was running with me, you know, and um, him dying really opened my eyes. Yeah. And that's when I started seeing all those fucking songs. How old were you? I was 20. That's he was tough. 20. Yeah. I. That's tough. I lost my dad when I was 21. That's really young. So that's like. Even, that's really tough too. That age is tougher. so like malleable because you're like right before you do that like switch. You know, we talked about shadow and light. You're like still figuring it yeah. out. So. That's where you really embrace the shadow. 
It's yeah. And when shit like that happens, you fall in. I feel like a lot of the time you fall into shadow, you know, 100%. And then that but, shadow takes over because it's the most comforting shadow. It's how you know how to comfort. Mm-hmm. It took me years pain. to get out of that. Yeah, years. That, it always takes years, yeah. especially that. Yeah. And that's something you may never, you'll never really, you know, it's always there. It's yeah. always your thought and it's always in your heart. Well, sometimes it'll hit like it was today. You know, like just out of like nowhere. It's crazy how like uh, we call it not trauma. Something that happened to you that's bad guilt. No, I mean, that is trauma, right? Past traumas or an experience Um, that you may have had that. Yeah, it's crazy how it can feel like you're good. And then all of a sudden you'll like see something that triggers it. And it's like it happened an hour ago. Um, and I feel like when people have that between 20 and 25, that propels you into that next stage. Yeah. I mean, it, it changed my life for the better, I would say, you know, and mentally. Yeah. It yeah. prepared me and, uh, and it's prepared me for the losses I've also had in, in, within that time frame. But that was, you know, this is a kid I grew up with who we found music together and we were I'm known since I was 12 years old. Yeah. You know, as young as these kids that I'm teaching now. Yeah. Well, if you know, when I think about that, and a crazy thing with him is like, he started showing me signs, and Mm -hmm. the signs were hearts, hearts, Mm -hmm. perfect hearts. The first time I saw it, I poured a beard into the sand. I was at the beach and I was thinking about him, maybe like a couple weeks after it happened. Yeah. Thinking about him a lot. Poured poured beer out and. And there was a perfect fucking heart. I have the picture. I can show you. It was a perfect heart like this yeah. on the sand. And I was instantly like this calmness, like this like understanding of like, wow. That peace. He's got my back. Yeah. Like he's, he's, you know. Well, isn't there. And I've seen hearts. All over. All over. And today, guess what I saw uh, leaving work. A perfect heart where? Oh, wow. In the parking lot. Oh, my God. That's. That's really cool. It's insane. I'll show you the fir- the one, the first thing that kicked it off, and this was back in 2014. I've seen and you figured out life. these signs on your own. Yeah, I've I've honestly thought about like writing a book or yeah. doing something on synchronicities because have you read I've books on synchronicities? No, I need to do that. You though. have to do that. I It'll just take that. what you've discovered on your own, not only solidify it but grow the expansion of it. Um. Yeah, I for need me to do it's it. it's threes. Whenever this is I the see one a bunch that started of off, and I have that it poured and it poured like that. Like that, and look, Savannah, I fucking poured it. I was just thinking about him. I'm crying, tears are do- coming down my face, and I'm thinking about this kid, Chase, right? And I've done a whole. I've yeah. talked about him all the time yeah. on the podcast and stuff. I've said the the story many times, and I poured out this beer, and I was just looking out into the water, like you know, just crying, kind of just. And I looked down, and that's what I saw. And I took a picture of it immediately, Did sent it to his mom. Yeah. And so I knew, because we shared this thing that is bigger than us, this music thing that I do, this art that I do, I, it's fucking bigger than me, because I feel like we're just tapping into it, mm-hmm. and we're trying to get as good of it as possible so that we can leave whatever it is we got to leave behind here. Have you ever tried to like channel Chase while you're making music? 
you know, maybe, maybe in like subconscious ways and try to do it consciously and sometimes, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's, it's like that. And maybe I've been too fear-based mm-hmm. enough to try something like that and take that leap. But at the same time, it's like, I, I live that stuff and I see it every day and yeah. I, and I realize these things and I see various signs and that's kind of where, you know, now I'm getting more into the whole astrology thing and keep diving you know, because keep diving. It, it's only like, it only makes you feel better the more you dive. You know what I mean? It's not something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable mm. about, um, like signs are signs are everything. And that's how I got like through my shit too. Yeah. Um, and I've had like, you know, I've talked to mediums and psychics. And- I've never done that. That's what, other than that, again, that finding of me mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's what I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it finds me and I don't go searching for it. And then just that interaction is enough for me to, yeah, you know, get things revealed to me or whatever. Well, that I'm going to leave, know. I'm going to leave some names and numbers. Oh yeah. Behind. For psychics. Yeah. I've got some good people. I would now. love to have them on the podcast. I'm sure that's I would what love I would that. really love is yeah. to have a psychic on a podcast. Okay. I have some, I definitely have a few people that would like to do that. Um, and to have like a wild reading. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like a lot. But all my shit's out on these podcasts. They could literally listen to my podcast. And That'd be like, super cool. You've, uh, you've done this. It's like, oh, holy shit, I did. I did not. <laughs> Stop. Um, the nice thing is like I've talked and like over the years I've had like a few like traumatic experiences so i was Mm -hmm. desperate i was like i need answers i don't care how i get them wasn't really getting them through like conventional ways um therapy was super i love therapy therapy's amazing um and when i was done and i felt okay i just wanted to go that extra step you know like i just needed to know more i'm just a curious person and this the first person fell into my lap which led me to finding the other people. So I get that. Yeah, that's and how it is. It's crazy how, again, they just, they say that energy is neither created or destroyed, right? It just can like change what it is. Like when you die, your energy is still, like it doesn't die with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I really think that studying vibrations and energy and things like that will open up a whole nother world for society in general but even if you don't believe in any of that stuff just poke around because what's it gonna hurt if you're hurting you know at the end of the day it's just gonna it's just gonna lead you to somewhere else that might make you feel better but Mm -hmm. it was wild to have a medium yeah that i've never had wild because she i like made the meeting that day it was over zoom like it was you know, she had no idea who I was until we came on camera and she was like, hi, my and name she is. she can read you through the camera? Yeah. Yes. It's called. Um, I'd rather have it in person. I've had in person too. And that was, the first one was in person at a Reiki circle. But the first, the woman who I, was in, like a medium, she's doing a TED talk coming up soon. Medium is that they talk to fucking dead people. She, yeah, she just hears them. They just talk, 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 talk. Um. And she described, she was like laughing and she described his personality. She said a phrase that he said. That's, and, that's what's wild. It's crazy. No, it's that's, crazy. That's the fear thing of it, of like whatever, of like going there and then just having that kind of happen. But it'd be great too. But you're going to you feel know? such relief. Yeah. 
it's like it's also like you don't want to be letting your ancestors down you want to know how your ancestors are, are feeling doing. about your actions yeah. in life you know yeah it's i mean it's stuff that we already know in our heart but we mm-hmm. get to hear it from a human source that's just that kind wild? of wild i always think it. about like how those fucking people must go about life dude that would be too much for me I it's a lot for you. them and a lot of them you. have a practice of like shutting down if when every they time get... i saw people and i just saw their fucking dead relatives like tell billy i have a hundred dollars dude i can't i can't they're gonna fucking throw me in the loony bin and i've Bro. been friends with now i've become friends with a lot of these people oh and God. the case is like sometimes spirits they say are pushy they're like you need you have to go tell him this like no one else has been around you gotta go so all of a sudden you're in Publix and you have to hey i'm really sorry i just need to say something to you real quick and it's how you it's how you say things too. how you say things you know? they're they're diplomatic yeah you know if you're it's almost like you could be vague enough to where it's like people will take the sign on its own exactly you know? um you can't be invasive of people's energy you know what i mean which is where the practice comes in what i wonder is what they see what they physically see I think there are different, I think some people see, some people hear, some people feel, some people know. Like, I think it's just tapping into that individually. The medium I spoke to, she'll see things and she also just hears like voices. That's the wildest. The only time I heard voices, because I always hear just my own voice, really, you know, mm-hmm. whatever my inner voice is. But the time I heard voices was I when I did a DMT. And it was like this whole shaman thing. So you and, went to a ceremony? Yes. And that was with Candace or whatever when I was okay. living with her. And she's real, she was yeah. real into that, started getting into that. And um, said, you know, she described her experience way different from my experience. But I heard like little, little voices and stuff. And that was the only time. I'm not sure what it said. I heard a bunch of things, basically. Like my experience was, you know, it's this whole like shaman thing, and I'm, I don't know, I'm into this stuff too, but to like an extent, like they're, they're all like, you have to wear white, you can't come here not wearing white, and I'm instantly like combative, like why the fuck is this such an issue that I have to wear white? Like what is the big deal? It's dude? just like me, right? I can't. Like that's dumb to me. Okay, but, but whatever. I yeah. appeased them. I wore white and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's, this is a lot of different people. I've never met them and they're all doing it. And a couple of people go ahead of me. They do it and they're supposed to be down. They're down for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And they take this Bufo Alivaris toad. It's yep. like the 5-MeO DMT. That's the, the stuff, oof. right? That's the one. Mm-hmm. And so they did that. They both fell down. I'm pretty sure both of them cried and were like curling up in a ball and like not really, it didn't seem like they were having a good time and just like, eyes closed and not moving and just like yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Is this going to happen to me? Right. And, um, it's my turn after those two guys and they're down. And this is like maybe five minutes in between the time they smoke. Cause they, they hit it. They're down. They make sure they're good. Yeah. Putting sage on them. Yeah. And shit. yeah. Cleansing that energy. <laughs> and so they're doing that to these two guys and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. They come over and I'm just like, well, what did I just get myself into, right? Mm-hmm. And so they come over and they have a thing that you have to read. And it's like about love and the universe and, you know, understanding and all this stuff. Stuff that it's like, all right, 
and they had a Spanish side. So I read it in Spanish just to be like, throw people off, be a little more mystical or whatever. Oh my God. And so I fucking did that because it's like, I'm Spanish. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm fuck from it. Puerto Rico. Yeah. I had to do it. Pull those ancestors out. There yeah, you go. exactly. And this was my trip. I hit the thing. The guy who's doing it, the shaman guy, he kind of has a look like me or whatever. Okay. He's like tan like me, has a beard and shit. And so it was kind of like looking into an older version or whatever. Cool. And uh, so he, you know, he's lighting the thing, this fucking toad poison. And <laughs> I, it's what it is, right? I know, yeah. And so I take this giant, right? Let it out, close my eyes. It's telling you to close your eyes. And I'm just like hearing things. I just start, everything kind of goes quiet. And I hear like, uh, mm, like this ohm, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a vibration. And then I start hearing like these little whispers, right? Like things, Full on whispers. Things telling me things, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then like birds, started hearing like birds chirping really nice, you know, like this. Really, really and nice. all this stuff, I love that all this you. stuff was going on at the same time, right? Like it started with, it was like a beat. Like yeah. it started yeah. with the ohm, like the bass, and mm -hmm. then it started with these voices, this melody, and then now these fucking birds. And I open my eyes and I'm seeing this guy who kind of looks like me. And then he, he's like moving like this. And you see the trails of light. Right? Oh, yeah. And I'm looking around it and the trees are just glistening and everything's like breathing and color and mm -hmm. moving. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I lay down and they're like, please lay down because I wanted to stay like this. I'm like, I want to show these motherfuckers up, man. I'm telling you. I was literally trying to sit up like this for as long as I could, but you're really heavy. And they lay me down. Please and I lay down, down and I'm just like seeing all these fractals mm -hmm. and still hearing this stuff. And I fucking out of nowhere just get up and I'm like looking around. Everyone's looking at me like all smiling and I'm just like, what's up? What's, what's up? up? <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, you know, and I look at the guy and I'm like, I look over and the two other guys are still down. Yeah. And I was like, are you? He's like, is this it or whatever? And he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? They're making sure I'm okay, you know? And I'm like, yeah, how long was I out for? And they're like, you've been out for like four minutes, dude. You've been, out, you've been sitting out for like four minutes. Hit that minutes. shit again. Like, yeah. So they pull me over to the side, and they they keep going with their ritual, giving people their hits. Mm -hmm. They would come over to me and give me their clear their hits. Hmm. And the whole time I'm just going up to this guy, and I'm seeing like kind of colors and stuff. Yeah. I'm going up to this guy, teasing him. I'm like, uh yo you you think i'm a shaman now does this make me a shaman instead <laughs> of like talking shit these two other guys from the front are still asleep crying and i just yeah i don't know the what i got out of that was i feel like i know who i am i don't need this fucking thing to blast me through space mm -hmm. to figure out and come to terms with things that maybe i never came to terms with and i think that's what those people do yeah 100 they use it to come to some sort of understanding or whatever mm -hmm something there and i'm just too connected I, I didn't let myself go to that i felt enough to like see what was around me like you think a you different were... thing around me because a lot of a lot of the time you say like i wanted to show them up i wanted to prove that i could do this do you think the ego or whatever yeah do you think to a degree you shut off your ability to go well further? that's me talking shit right now yeah but no i wanted to i wanted to harness it does that make sense? I didn't want it to control me. I wanted me to control it. Maybe that's the lesson that you needed to learn was 
you just release control. You figure out so much. Uh, uh. Um, maybe, but I mean, all in all, to me, it was a good, a good time. experience. Like, I yeah. got sounds out. I, what I got out of it was like, sounds like this you took whole, mushrooms rather whole than other like... thing that is around me. Yeah. That I was able to tap into, mm-hmm. you know, the second, like another, well, th- I had my own purging. I threw it. I threw up too. Okay. Okay. You know, and that they were, they were like, oh, this is, this is what you got to go through. Whatever. Yeah. I just purged. So you had a, you had a physical it. reaction. Yeah. yeah. I had more of a physical, the psychoactive, the psychoactive, but like the psychoactive, when I do those types of things, mm-hmm. I can control it pretty well, you know? And like, that's what I really like about it is that I see that these things and I know, but I have like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm there. Does yeah. that make sense? I'm there and I'm enjoying it. And that's what I, when I drink, I'm the same way. I, I don't get how people black out. I can drink to an extent, but I'll just get sick, you know? And, yeah, and, and I'll always done. remember and I'm says, always there. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. to me, it doesn't make sense that people just black out and not remember anything Feel- they do. And I don't like that, that inability of control. It's of scary too, because when you're around those people and you are sober, those are not your people. You know, like those are, are not our friends in their bodies. And it's a, uh, it's wild to think about and it's wild to watch, but going back to how they asked you to wear a certain color. So you know that colors have vibrations, right? So they make you wear white because of the vibration of the color white, which is like everything. It's interesting because it's like all super scientific at the end of the day. Well, that's where the, al- that's where we go back to alchemy. And I mean, that's why I'm so respective of as shitty as I am of, of math, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so respecting of math and science because explains everything. You guys exp- or try to, right? You do your best to, yeah. and the fact that you've done enough to explain this much that we're able to fly and go to space and do crazy things and just live the life that we do, and it's, it really is all due to math. And that's what I tell the kids who hate math. It's like, yo, you got to think about it. Like, this is life right here. Like, that yeah. is the language of God, really. Yeah. Math is. And, it is. And it science. is. And-, and science is trying to explain how God works. And religions, even though they get all twisted mm-hmm. and, you know, the power comes into play. They're trying to explain, like, the morality of it. You yes. Know? Yeah. For sure. It's. I mean, I really like that. And I used to... I get really frustrated when I'm not good at something and I know time slowed down all of a sudden. Um, and I'm not good at math. Like I'm good up to the point where I've drilled myself, but like all the new crazy difficult math. And so when I hear math is God, I used to like feel it in my stomach and be like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we're just, so we true. tap into it differently, right? We yeah. just tap into it differently. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's all it is, and that's why, you know, it goes back to the theme, I guess, of this whole thing, like purpose and people finding their purpose. I think that's when they'll be truly happy when they feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think all that is is us tapping into what we are meant to do, and that's us getting close to whatever it is is guiding us. Do you? And to some people, that is fucking, you know, to guide to a person that just blows my mind. Like to have the life of whatever uh stephen hawking's which is just insane that guy was just a human computer basically literally and physically right yeah and the people around him they just went to like rooms and they would just throw numbers and equations for hours and days 
my aunt is a mathematician and has won like awards with NASA. And you go into her office and it's one equation that like wraps Your around. Aunt does this? Yeah. Right. It's just a board yeah. of just continuous yeah. like code. Like people how they code things and that's how we have fucking everything now. And that like that is her purpose. Like and she yeah. like the people who do that, she like thrives so deeply off of it and knows so much more. And it's funny, those people are more connected, but in like a different way. A different way. The logical way. Yes. More it's almost more like confident and straightforward in a sense, you know? Like I feel like we have it the hardest, like fucking being connected, but not being able to like explain how we're connected, but being like, it is what it is because yeah. we are. Yeah. Especially to people like the math people. I, I We're the most hippie, but you know what? Math people like us a lot. I don't know about you, but the, the math teacher likes me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The yeah. balance of it all. Yeah. Cause she's a good, she's a good musician. She's a good piano player. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like piano out of all the, I mean, so they things. have their creativeness to them. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be creative. That's just a different creativity. Everyone's creative, but they just have to find their... Honestly, I think kids should go to school and the only focus should be anything in creativeness, which math is one of those things. Mm-hmm. So like math and art and clay and all of that. And then as they pick those pieces, then going in to the next yeah you know like science you're, you start yeah. going down the science and you want to go this route these are the classes yeah. you could take to excel yeah we've we've been you know we have freedom to do anything we want but at the same time you know look at our generation you give them too many options they don't know what the fuck to pick right so we're like, to a point where we, yeah. what can we do right back in the day i missed that kind of tradition it would suck to get into a tradition that you didn't necessarily want enjoy or want right and that's where you get the breaking free from but there's merit to tradition you know there's merit to people carrying on like what their family does and having pride in that you know a a family of artisans or whatever you know a family of mathematicians just fucking great minds and that's how history was back in the day right you think of like the people who conquered and whatever like just ruled there's just generations and lineages of these people that they were good at these things you know yeah yeah i feel like until the school system changes we're not going to see a whole lot of development physically like in the world around us Hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's 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 wild i mean it's wild to be at it's definitely changed i think you know i think yeah the Catholic school especially is like way more lenient yes. than what it used to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Before I mean, they the, used to hit you with par- rulers and parents, shit. that's what they make it seem like. They yeah. were getting their asses beat all day. I you think know? they were. I mean, I know my I believe it, my nana sure. was getting her. Hey, listen, I'm almost envious. <laughs> to it. Again, to I it. I shouldn't say that. I'm just joking. I mean, I wonder clearly. if it was just like a light. We're like, we're gonna stop this podcast right here. No, I've <laughs> said some wild shit that if any fucking anybody found this podcast, any parent and shit, I would just be, I'd be fired immediately. Same thing with my music and same thing with everything, but. But then that gets posted. I, I, d- and then I almost becomes... don't hide anything. No, because. The... the kids, they know the name. They know, they yeah. know to look up the, the name if they wanted to or whatever. And it's just like. They're they, too they involved in themselves. They're too involved they in themselves. They don't care. They don't me. care that much. <laughs> they, they learn, it's like. You know, me 20 years ago or whatever, me 10 years ago in our high school, if I was the teacher, people would be like, damn, this is this teacher's fucking cool, mm-hmm. right? 
you know, now they just, it's whatever. But here's the thing. I had a teacher that was just like you and we all thought you were cool, but we were still assholes. Like it doesn't change. You have your own thing. Yeah. Only later in life will you be like, damn, now that that I'm this guy's age, that guy was cool as fuck to deal with Those kids go home and think about it though. Yeah. They do. They just have no idea. They probably like cry in the shower for like five minutes (laughs) and then they're fucking done and moving on with their lives, you know? Like it's just not as deep but for them it's as deep as they can get yeah they're figuring it out they're going through it their bodies are fucking changing I'm, you know yeah what I, mean? I mean i remember in high, i was emotional as fuck to be honest i think that i'm i was worse than them yeah but the thing is is that i was more discreet about everything they're just loud and assertive and like it's more threatening. you hear it you hear what they're saying but they're too pussy to do anything does that make sense yes whereas they're just talking. I was very chill, calm, collected. Teacher mm-hmm. would turn around. I'd be a class clown. I'd always get away with it. Yeah. I was plotting and scheming and doing my things, and I was never caught until when I was 16. You yeah. Know? And that's like me being well, with all a the- fuck for years. <laughs> You're fucking right. Um, I don't think they're doing that at all. No. I think they're good kids yeah. generally. Yeah. I just worry about that. They don't hang out. Does that? You know, like back in the day, I used to just go hang out with my I couldn't wait to go hang out with my friends after school. They don't school. go to people's houses? They don't. They don't hang out. They don't ride bikes outside with each other. They don't go to their homies' houses on the weekends. Oh. School is it. So oh, they go to school. Think about it. They're in a pandemic. No, you can't hang out with Johnny. He might have the fucking COVID. I see Johnny in school. What's the fucking problem, right? Like who knows what these kids are dealing with? Oh, these poor fucking kids. There, it's a different, there's something different going on. And and it's, you're saying it's that generation because it, like, it's the pandemic generation. This is different. Oh. They were also away from school for two years. Yeah. Remember that? When yeah. we were, the, everyone was doing Home. FLBS, whatever, Zoom, mm-hmm. right? Your Reiki teacher had to take up a couple hours and do a Zoom meeting with some kids and Literally. shit. Literally. Yeah. 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 They. That's what they were doing at home. So they get to school, they're like, fuck this. This is whack. You know, it's like how people went to work and they're like, fuck this. I don't want to go back to work. I go work from home, right? That's literally what these kids just did. It's different. And so I don't know. Sometimes I really just try to connect with them as much as possible. Like, yo, I'm I'm doing a good job, I think. And there's some that like there's only so much you can do. It's uh it's like, you know. Watering the plant, you know, you're, you're watering the seeds. Yeah, we're all wearing masks. You know, they're not. I mean, they all have their fucking masks down. Let's be honest. They're yeah. all constantly, and I'm having to be like, guys, please put your mask. You know, like, yeah, I don't want to be like that. I frost my fucking windows out. I'd be like, oh, fucking. That's maybe what I should do is just black out the fucking windows yeah. because people could totally put, be like, walking the snow, into my window. You know, like the fake snow. <laughs> I could just put a piece of art out there, or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, take yeah. a picture and. Put the same thing, like Make a, something up. Them all just be <laughs> poor kids. It's gotta be so hard. Oh my god! And it's tough because the introverts fucking love the masks, and that's dangerous because I feel like that stage of your life where you gotta get through it, like they get to hide behind They're the masks. Hiding. Who knows what it's gonna do? God damn it! My sister is fifteen. You have a young sister? Yeah. Wow. I got a lot of sisters. A lot of sisters. But the youngest is 15, and she is an introvert, and she's super smart. Like, she's got it down. She's, like, funny on the side, but she's an introvert. 
And I think she is overly attached to the masks. She mm. just wants to wear that shit everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. Because maybe she, that's what a lot of it is. Yeah. You've thought about that? Like everyone kind of being the whole mask thing and fear based about, you know, the pandemic and the virus and but everyone's Being wearing masks all the time and people getting crazy about wearing a mask. Yeah. And she's a rule follower, you know? So it's like, yeah, she's yes. like, if I were that young, I was so like, bitch, I'm... you're supposed to be breaking the rules. What are you doing? You know? No, she, uh... I was breaking rules. What do you mean? 15? I'm breaking rules all day. Would melt into a puddle if she broke a rule. <laughs> it's so, and she's a Pisces. She's a late Pisces March. But it's tough for mm, her. Interesting. I was like an introverted extrovert. It's weird. I like go through waves. Same. Cycles. Same. It's that like, fish, right? It's yeah, it's that fish. fish. Is dominating, you know? I'm go- I think I'm popping into my extroverted stage. But man, Me I, too. I I'm... hit a three-year introverted stage where I didn't want to. I was like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, similar. <laughs> Don't want to do anything. But yeah. That's interesting. Like... Yeah, in a different way. That's totally what I went through. Yeah. Just the last three years of, I don't want to go out that much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with these people, you know. And in a sense, I love that the pandem- pandemic did that for us. There obviously needs to be a, like, cut point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the pandemic, I feel like, threw me through cycles that would have taken, like, a decade. Yeah. And I figured them out a lot quicker. Yeah, they put them – that's what it did, like, beneficially. It's yeah. like they put your – Whatever you're going to go through, your issues or whatever you might call it, right at the forefront mm-hmm. for you to like handle. Um, I think for a drowned. lot of people, it was good for their lives. They changed their lives, yeah. you know? Like for me, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to lose my job here at this restaurant. Then I might as well start a skateboard business. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm yeah. teaching things on the side, skating. So much more freedom. Might as well start my own deck company and see if I make some money. Yeah. And that's how it, that's how it started, you know? Just like not relying on anyone anyone else just figuring out well if something like this could happen you gotta rely on yourself exactly and so that's what it did you know but yeah for different people it's doing different things right and like now that we're reflecting on what these kids might be going through we're just speculating really but i I see it you know i I feel like we're gonna have two years of reflection covid before we have whatever our new normal is but it's gonna be like this year and next year is going to be like the the looking back at COVID, you know, where there's still some tight rules, places, and yeah. you know all that shit. But curious to see what in two years what those kids, when all of a sudden we've reflected we're here, watch them be like the best generation that's ever. Maybe you know. Maybe, I mean, you I have no, you know, for sure. Looks up. It's like, well, it's like you know, in life, and as you get older too, you some of us don't make it you know some of us everyone just goes their own paths i know friends that i grew up with from that era that are you know drug addicts i know friends that are dead you know i i know friends that are dealing with their other things i know friends that are married i know friends that are loving life that are very successful right there the spectrum is all over the place of what people do and so it's crazy in my and I'm seeing these kids who knows where their lives are going to go. And I'm hopeful for them all. Yeah. You know, but there, I think it'll be like kind of what you said way earlier, where it's like, if you master or 
you know, not let like this technology control you, learn to control it, mm -hmm. you know, it's a tool. then they're going to be very smart yeah, and very yeah. good. And hopefully they take these lessons, you know, I'm showing, because think about it. Did you have a teacher when you were in, in sixth grade, tell you all the bills you had to pay for no. and all this stuff you no. had to do? No. I've done that. I didn't hear that till junior year of high school. And it was one day. I've done that to these sixth graders a couple times. In the beginning of the year, I did it like nice. kind of like heavier. Yeah. Where I was like, this is what I pay. This is what like, I'm not doing this to scare you guys. I want you guys to find something you really, really like to do and get as good at it as possible. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to do this, you know, but everyone's got to work jobs and everyone's got to pay these. How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. You know, and I asked them, what, what do you want to pay? What do you? And I was like, this is what you're going to have to go through with. And I tell them, you're going to have to go to school. I want to be an engineer. You're going to have to go to school for a little bit. Oh, I want to be an artist. You don't have to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't got to be shit. Get out of here. No, <laughs> go I sit mean, in the hallway. I'm honest with them. Yeah. And I try to just tell them things that I wish that we heard at that time. And if it goes in one ear, out the other, that's fine, you know? And I think they need to be taught. Some are getting it. Some to, are getting yeah. it. Yeah. I think they need to be taught to listen to their intuition. If their gut truly is pulling them in a direction, go. Listen, if you are just shut down and can't do something and just don't want to do it, why force yourself to go through that mm -hmm. when you can put that energy again? Our energy is sacred. We want to put that energy where it belongs, yeah. which is, you know, building ourselves to the highest of our potential. If we all as individuals were doing what we were meant to do, we would live in a utopia. Yeah. And I think that's really like if we want to be selfish and think of it that way what our kids do is going to dictate how our lives are. Yeah. And what we do will dictate how they end up too, you know? Cheers to that. Cheers to that. This has been Savannah and Alex Yeah, signing off. No. Signing <laughs> off. I mean, that's probably a good, good point to sign off at. Yeah. Look at us. Oh, Two yeah. hours later. Two hours later. Great podcast. <laughs> you could definitely totally start a podcast. You think? 100%. Okay. And you can do it about whatever you want. I'll show you how I do this podcast. Yeah? Yeah. It's okay. pretty simple. Fuck and yeah. I'm sure you know cool people that you'd have on. And I'm sure you could even reflect on your own things and or do the dog. It would be a lot of tips. That. You could do anything you wanted. Let the dogs breathe into the microphone. <laughs> you could interview dogs. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Two hours. You of could interview dogs. Or you could document, you know, like how I said, it's kind of a journal. You could document. I like that. What like, you just... You know, these dogs that you're training, you yeah. can kind of like yeah. how scientists do it, you know? Okay. Um, so, like you know, they, they would go in and they talk about well, how their day was, you know, and what they saw differently. And that's what you could do. And you could even do it as like, hey, tune in, you know, the person yeah. who's paying you to fucking yeah. do the thing. Hey, tune in to see how your dog's Cause doing. Because I already do that without the microphone. I've run my mouth to Kelly, my poor roommate. I'm just yeah. running. She's done with it. <laughs> She's done but with there's it. There's other people, I'm telling you, all around the country that want to listen to it. Yeah. So do, you know, you could totally, like a person would say, hey, you know, train my dog for these next couple of weeks. Yeah. You want to hear how your dog's doing? I'm going to have these podcasts. And, and then people will be like, oh, my God, listen, my dog's on a podcast. Yeah. Hear, hear how he's doing. And she'll talk, you know, maybe they're 15 minutes. Maybe they're an hour. Yeah. Who knows, you know? That's an awesome idea. Yeah, Thank you. This course. opened a lot of doors for me today, which I appreciate. Hey, when you take the lead.
I'll open the doors. There you know? we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. So where can people find you at? So if you go on Instagram, my Instagram is canine coaching FLA and it's canine with a C, C A N I N E, because canines are for police dogs and canines yeah. are for pets, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the proper I, way to spell the proper way <laughs> to spell it. All our scientific people out there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's going to be the best place to find me. And what about the paintings? Oh, the paintings. I don't mm -hmm. even have a page for those bad boys. I think you do. Yet. My personal page? Is that a personal page? I mean, it's just a me page, so it's got art on there too. The art, the dreams, or whatever. What's mm -hmm. it? What's it called? Okay. Well, if you don't want to give out that, oh, information, lucid, lucid yeah, dreams. Yeah, your paintings. You put your paintings up there. I right? need to put more up there. Um, I don't even. But people could totally it find up. it. it <laughs> All right. Hold on, two seconds. Everyone's like, we're off. Lucid dreams art. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's lucid dream art but it's i put it spelling all crazy so it's lucid and then ream because there's one d lucid ream okay and then art lucy dream lucy dream art with an i perfect oh i have it on my on my page they can perfect. just like click it and find it awesome well thank you all for tuning in peace out motherfuckers <laughs>
so cold, but my heart still froze. Whoa, whoa, getting bold. Always had to question what we're told. Got a good hand that I'll never fall, but some of my demons won't let me go. Cause it keeps you high and I'm not gonna know. Oh, you got a murderous rage in you. I like it.